friendship that'll never ever end. Welcome everyone to the most must listen Patreon exclusive podcast on the Talk Film Society Podcast Network. Welcome to Marking, Marking the, marks the Marks with Marcus, Marcus and, and Marcelo. Hello, Marcus. Hey, what's up, Marcelo? Hey, hey. it's going great. Um, it's a nice Sunday afternoon. Uh, we're here talking about wrestling as we as we want to do. Um, I'm fantastic. How are you feeling, Marcus? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling um uh, 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 rock solid right now. Rock solid. I get it. It's a it's a pun. It's like like the rock, right? I'm feeling stone cold right now. <laughs> I'm feeling heartbreak. Kid Shawn Michaels. Yes, and oh. all those things. And all those things. All right. Uh, we're here to discuss wrestling, and specifically, the main topic is TLC 2019. That stands for Marcus Tables. Ladders, and what, what's the C? Crisps. Crisps, yeah. Tables, ladders, and crisps. Twenty nineteen. They've done this twenty thousand times already. <laughs> 20, this, this the two the latest two thousand two thousand nineteenth part yep. of this uh, <laughs> franchise. <laughs> yep. No, we kid. Chairs, tables, ladders, and chairs. TLC pay per view. The December pay per view of WWE to close off the year. What a year it's been, Marcus. What a year. Oh my god, so much good stuff happened this year in every facet of all of our lives. <laughs> so much great has happened for both but of us. But especially, but especially in wrestling, huh? Oh my gosh. Not only are we going to be talking about TLC, the pay-per-view, uh, Marcus, you made a top ten list of the top ten matches of the year, right? That's right, I did. And, oh boy, uh, we're gonna read that off later. Yeah, so stay tuned for that, folks. Um, after our TLC coverage, um, I did not make a list. Uh, unfortunately, I apologize. I'm gonna let Marcus take the lead. Uh, my list here. Here's what my list will have included. Okay, a uh, lot of Becky Lynch. Um, do you know? Do you know what actually would be my favorite match of the year? And you'd probably get mad at me for saying this, Marcus. I'm gonna assume yeah, guess. It's, guess what? It, guess what it is. I don't know why I'd get mad at it, but is it gonna be the Becky and Sasha Hell in a Cell? Oh, <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. No, no yeah, it? yeah, that's my favorite match of the yeah. year. Well, I yeah. wouldn't get mad at that. That was all right. Yeah, <laughs> all right for me. <laughs> five out of five. Because <laughs> that match, I might as well get out of the way here. That match for me just had everything. Had mm-hmm. Becky Lynch. Had Hell in a yep. Cell. Had enough uh, violence, and yep. yeah, uh, had like the best I think um, rivalry of uh, Lynch's year-long stint as no, almost year-long stint as um, champion. She got her belt in March, right or April? April, yeah. April. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, Can't disagree with any of that, Marcel. <laughs> facts. These are, these are stone cold facts. <laughs> these are rock solid facts. Um, but yes, but Marcus will, will Marcus, the wrestling expert, will uh, break his list down later on. Um, but before we even get to that, we got to get to the first segment of the show. We always do this. This is a tradition here on marking the marks. Marcus, tell me, you got some hot goss? Got some? Got some news? Got um, some? 
got got some things got something to to inform me on what's happening in the world of wrestling. I can't say that I have uh, gossip necessarily, but today I think the biggest news since we last recorded is that on NXT television a week before Christmas, uh, Shayna Baszler lost her NXT Women's Championship. What? Wait. Two. And she's held it for like two years at this point or something. Now, before we reveal who, I, I did see some ads for this. Um,. Or maybe just people on Twitter sharing it. Um, but I didn't see the result. Uh, NXT had their end of the year uh, episode, right? Uh, this is what they were... Correct me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong yet, Marcus? They, they've had an episode, yeah. <laughs> they've had an episode. <laughs> wrong yet. <laughs> okay. And they're promoting this match on there, right? You know, they're, 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 yeah. they're saying, hey, this is the last one of the year. Check it out. We have something well, big. Okay. No, you're wrong about that. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it, it was like their second to last. Oh, okay, 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 fine. They second did have last. a Christmas Day episode, but that was like pre-recorded. So. Oh, gotcha. So they're maybe maybe their last, maybe last live. live. Okay, yes, there yes. I was close, I was close. Um, and this match was on there. Uh, but tell me, Marcus, so yes, the champion, uh, she had it for how long? Like a very long time? Yeah, I don't know the exact dates, but I feel like it's close to two years or two a little years. over two years maybe wow. like she's had it for a long time so so she lost her belt on nxt tv uh yeah to whom to do you think you could guess somebody you've been <laughs> impressed with lately uh i mean the list is, is small <laughs> the <laughs> listeners of the last episode will, will guess right away <laughs> yeah. yeah um and well, i uh it's it's ripley isn't it yep yeah real ripley uh, vanquished Shayna Baszler in a it was a great moment it was a fun fun match great moment after the end of the match everybody in the crowd like ran into the ring and like carried her on their shoulders it was wow. it was really fun that's amazing so Rhea Ripley is now the NXT Women's Champion yes wow let and her Shayna Baszler who knows what she's up to let her reign be long and glorious yes yes um she is a queen all right um, so that's what happened on NXT. Uh, any, any, any other big news? Who, any, any, any other racist shirts? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, no. No, I've been no, pretty quiet. No more racist shirts. Yeah. It's, it's December. I mean, not much is, is happening. Yeah. Yeah. This is typically like the slowest part of the year always for WWE. Yeah. Because everybody's getting ramped up for, and I can't wait till this happens, Marcus. WrestleMania season. <laughs> WrestleMania, yes. The road, the road to, to WrestleMania, WrestleMania <laughs> begins soon. It's on the horizon. Uh, January. Uh, this is a quintessential moment of the show when I ask you, Marcus. I usually ask this at the end of the episode, but I'm asking you this at the beginning. When's the next WWE pay-per-view? <laughs> what date exactly? Uh, <laughs> January something or other is the Royal Rumble. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's January something. January something. It might and, be February now. I'm thinking about it. Ooh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure it's January because um, I should look this up. I'm pretty sure the Royal Rumble this year is in Houston, Texas. Wow, you could go to that. I could go. And um, if you don't go, everybody will be disappointed. <laughs> um, I have to look. I have to look into it. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll buy my ticket next week and. Um, January 26th. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, is it in Houston, Texas? 
Um, it says right here that it is an upcoming professional wrestling pay-per-view <laughs> WWE Network event produced by WWE for their Raw and SmackDown brands. It will take place on January 26, 2020 at the Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. I knew it. I wow. knew it. So, yes. Um, will I go to it? Uh, it would actually be um, uh, uh, a because, th- a, yes, Royal Rumble 2018 was the first time we covered that. Marcus and I covered it on mm-hmm. podcast, on podcasting, on my podcast, on the uh, Dearly Departed Marcelo Makes a Podcast podcast. <laughs> um, and it would be perfect if I went, you know, uh, and, and, you know, you know, celebrated a year of talking wrestling on podcasts. Yeah, that would be poetic, but, wouldn't it? Yeah, but yeah, poetic. I, I I love poetry. I love things rhyming. Okay, it would make mm-hmm. complete sense if I went. Will I go? Yep. S- tune in to find out, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would actually want to go with somebody. I don't want to go by <laughs> myself. I'm because I, I I'm not one to go. I can go by myself to movies and like to you know other places, but I don't know. I I, I need a partner in crime to. You know, go to Marcus. Fly down to Houston. Come with me to Royal yeah. Rumble. Come on, come on. Wouldn't Can't that be, be fun? Come Wouldn't on. that be fun? But yes, um, yeah. Stay tuned to the, for the next episode when we reveal whether I win or not. Because uh, um, there's no other way to find out between now and then. There's no way. Uh, now the Royal Rumble is the next big WWE pay per view. Yes, uh, the next big wrestling as a whole pay per view that is happening soon. Is January third and fourth, I believe. We are having the we are having Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. That is New Japan Pro Wrestling's big uh, New Year's celebration show. Oh, it's basically their WrestleMania is what the year works towards. Nice. Uh, it is always something. It's uh, I, I watched it last year live for the first time, and it's super fun to watch. It's always great, and. Uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. I just wanted to say that. Ooh, nice, nice. I wanted to get that out there. Um, oh, and also, here's something I I learned through passing. Um, not passing away, just passing through life and being online. <laughs> um, apparently, AEW, uh, they're not going to do monthly pay-per-views anymore, are they, Marcus? Were they ever doing that? <laughs> they're, they're doing, like, like quarterly. Like yeah. Every, every three months is a pay-per-view. Well, I... I well. I'm. I guess I'm wrong about this because they they made it very apparent that it was not going to be monthly. It was just going to be quarterly, and the next one's coming up soon, <laughs> isn't it? Soonish. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's called Revolution. I think it's January or February around yeah. there. I'm, I might have just caught on to the fact they're not doing it monthly. It's only quarterly. So yeah. What, why? Uh, what, why do that, Marcus? Just, I mean, just to just to make things more special with each one, because I know uh, for AEW. Uh, to them, wins and losses are very important. They take that more into consideration versus, yeah. versus WWE. And I think, like, maybe they're so new, you wouldn't want to dilute things. Yeah, that's the word even, I was looking even, for. Even, I think, like, maybe four years, maybe even a bit much for them right now. Uh, yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, because even WWE, they do one every month, and uh, most of them aren't great all the way through <laughs> i don't think the aw would would be much better if they did it every month either because they actually they were doing it once a month um prior to becoming a tv show right and 
a, a couple of those I didn't like. Like Fight for the Fallen wasn't very good. Uh, Fighter Fest only had a couple of good matches on it. So yeah, I think doing it quarterly makes the most sense, probably. Um, I had a question to ask, but I completely forgot. Oh, um, how's uh, how's the weekly AEW show going? Is that still pretty good? Yeah, yeah, I still have fun watching it every week. Uh, and they've been putting on cool, like they've been building up John Moxley recently, which very well, fun. Uh... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that 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 made me think of something. Um, and we could talk about this because, like, he's never going to listen to the show. Um, but you publicly try to get the star of Richard Jewell on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as soon as you as soon as you mentioned John Moxley, I remember because I follow him now. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. Paul Walter Hauser. Yes, I was right? going to say screw him because he he ignored that tweet you sent saying please come on our show. <laughs> And he reacts to fans a lot. Uh, <laughs> he, he clearly reads everything he gets. Couldn't, couldn't he could not give two shits about your tweet, Marcus. <laughs> he, didn't <say> no. <laughs> he didn't say no, thank you. He didn't say, you know what? Thanks for the offer, but you yeah, know, you got to contact my agent, and I please contact my agent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a uh, no, publicist. Nothing, nothing jokingly like, uh, you know, uh, you shouldn't have, but I don't like wrestling that much, even though he clearly likes wrestling. Yeah. I saw a tweet. He, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's why we want him. Yeah, you know, you know, he, he tweets he's, about. Yeah, he tweets about wrestling, and as soon as you mentioned John Moxley, I remember he tweeted about uh, he was sharing a wrestling like list of best wrestlers of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think John Moxley was ranked number one, and he goes, "Yes, I agree with this ranking of wrestlers." I was like, "Oh yes, he's a wrestling fan, obviously." Um, well, but yeah, if if any of you listening knows how to get in touch with Paul Walter Hauser, <laughs> or if you're just a fan of ours and would like to hear Paul Walter Hauser on this show, that is that is our big campaign that we're starting. We want Paul Walter Hauser on this show. So tweet at him, bother him, uh, email yes. him, his, his agents, his publicists, uh, or just yeah, yeah. I think the easiest thing <laughs> would be just tweeting at him. If we had like a campaign of nothing but at Paul Walter Hauser tweets. Uh, ha- the yeah, hashtag PWH go on MTM. <laughs> um, because yes, uh, 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 and I think this this little thing started. Cause I, I was it you who brought it up first. I can't remember, um, but it, it, it came about really when I was listening to him on WTF uh, with Mark Marin. And I tweeted. Yeah. I tweeted at. No, I didn't tweet at him. I tweeted his name, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is a, a, gr- a good episode of WTF. I'm getting emotional." And he liked it because he searches he, his name, like you said, Marcus. He's he on ret- Twitter. He retweeted it. Oh, he retweeted it. I forgot. Yeah, he, you, yeah, he retweeted. You've been on the man's feed. I'm on he's the man's aware feed. Of your existence. And then I should also say, um, maybe who knows if this played a part? I wrote a review for Richard Jewell. Mm-hmm. I, I praised his performance. He's excellent in that movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, one of the best performances of the year. Okay. Uh, uh, but that movie is mostly bad. <laughs> a majority of it is not good. And I, 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 I wrote what was not good in the movie in my review. I was honest. I was fair. Um, uh, but uh, I don't know if he read that review. Uh, if he, if if he if he made the connection that I was the co-host of this podcast, who knows? Maybe, maybe. Uh, so well, it, I, I I may have uh, I may have uh, sunk this ship, Marcus. I, well, I, and I'll bring it back here. I just watched Late Night. That's one of the last movies I watched. Uh, the Mindy Kaling 
and uh, the other lady, uh, like late night television. <laughs> Emma Thompson. Show. Emma Thompson. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, he was one of the staff writers on yes. the late night show. Yes, yes. And I recognized him there, and I was like, just bowled over by his performance. I love him so much. <laughs> well, that was like a bit part, but okay. <laughs> but no, he was great. He really, no, I- he really. He really uh, Brightened up the screen. <laughs> okay, like, uh, you're, you're laying it on pretty thick. You're laying it on thick. <laughs> and every I'm time I see the man, I'm just, I'm just giddy. I'm so happy. Okay, you're, okay, cool it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest and sincere and saying he was amazing in Richard Jewell. He's also amazing in Itania. Um, he is definitely uh, a rising star. And please be on this podcast, Paul Waterhauser, because I know you're listening. I know it. You search out every wrestling podcast and you listen mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And also we love Jesus. Okay. That's another thing you love. Yeah. We also yeah, love that yeah. unabashedly. Jesus is, he's our, he's our king. He's our, he's our, king, king, our savior. Uh, we're off mic. We're just talking about how it's Sunday today. And later on we'll, we'll, we'll uh, drink, be drinking the blood of Jesus. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. So Paul, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> drink the blood of Jesus. Drink Christ. the blood. Come on. Hashtag drink. P- hashtag PWH. Drink the blood of Jesus on MTMS. <laughs> hashtag. Uh, All right. That's the uh, news. All right. Let's get now, to TLC. No. I've got no? If one more thing. Okay. One final thing. Here we go. Okay. So I didn't bring this up to you, Marcella, but a friend of mine <gasps> oh. was listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, said friend was has been watching The Sopranos for the first time recently. Oh, and he was about a season away from being done with The Sopranos. Okay, he's never had any part of The Sopranos spoiled for him <laughs> in the twenty-something years that he's been alive. I know. Okay, keep going. But, but because he is a friend of mine, he's being nice and listening to our show. Uh. Out of nowhere, on one of the episodes, Marcelo, I believe you said the ending of Sopranos. Like, just out of nowhere. Marcus. Okay. He didn't know about it, and that's the first time he'd heard about it. (laughs) So you spoiled. I just spoiled. Watching Sopranos. Okay. Number one, I apologize to Marcus's friend. I'm sorry. Even though it's been like, what? Like 15 years <laughs> since the end of that show. And I, I I imagined everybody knew about it because it was such a cultural milestone. I still apologize. I'm sorry. Okay, number two, I have no memory of that happening. Yeah. And then number three, I do believe it happened because that's not, that sounds like something I would do. Is yeah, For yeah. some random reason on a wrestling podcast, bring up the ending of Sopranos, <laughs> uh, it would it would it would completely uh, come up in conversation, knowing me. Um, but yes, I'm sorry, and I'm not surprised. Yes, <sighs> we both apologize to you, uh, Ethan. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, sorry, Ethan, and I'm I, I'm going to try my best to not spoil classic TV shows on this on this podcast from mm-hmm. now on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to reveal what happens at the end of Frasier. Um, <laughs> Because uh, I was actually thinking about the end of Frasier this past week for some reason. Um, it's an episode when, like, I think he's flying to LA. No, I'm spoiling it. No, never mind. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah. Niles just dies. Uh, no. Oh, no. No, I'm joking. 
anyway, let's not talk about uh, anything else other than. Are we ready? Yes. TLC. Let's get into it. TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, twenty nineteen. Oh boy, where do we even start with the first with the first match? Right. Oh, first the, off, the last the last pay per view of the decade for WWE. And they kept saying that throughout the entire pay per view, and it was yep. not a, it was not annoying at all, <laughs> not in the slightest. Yes, the last pay per view, WWE pay per view of the decade. Um, so, oh, I guess some preamble: tables, ladders, and chairs. Uh, do you know when this started, Marcus? This um, pay per view event didn't it start? I want to say SummerSlam, like nineteen ninety nine or something. It was. Or WrestleMania nineteen ninety nine. It was just a it was a match with Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, and the Dudley Boys, right? Yes. Uh that sounds about right. Um yeah. may have been SummerSlam. Um but yeah, it started off as just a match, which I watched back in the day and thought, yes, it's it's a classic match and the first of its kind. Uh they've had table matches, they've had ladder matches. There, there have been chairs involved in matches, but putting them all together like that, yes, brilliant idea. And um, it wasn't until you know a few years ago I'm like, oh wait, there's an actual pay per view event just about yeah. you know about tables, ladders, and chairs. So. Yeah, they took they took it away for the rest of the year. It used to be a surprise thing that could show up uh, at any pay per view. Now you have to wait until de- December, <laughs> but you're guaranteed you'll get it in December. That's something. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Hell in the Cell. Same yeah, thing. So yeah, same Hell in the Cell started as a match like any other regular match and popped up every once in a while. And now it's its own pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think the WWE is running out of ideas? Yes. Okay, um, let's move on. I think they have ran out of ideas. <laughs> they are done. <laughs> it's, and, like, it's, uh, like, it's like how they say uh, for movies there are no, no more original ideas. It's just regurgitation. Um uh, well, at least for WWE, do you think at least like AEW or any of any other uh, wrestling outfits? Do you think they are coming up with new ideas, Marcus? Honestly, I would. I'm sure that they try, but no- I, I I have tried. I I have like thought like brainstormed like oh what would be a cool match type, and it's difficult. I think because like it, it's because at the uh, I don't know. It's just it's hard to do because so much stuff has been done, and it's like, well, is this really new? Or you think of something cool, but then you think, is it really new, or is it just like a variation of no disqualifications? Who cares? You know. Uh, ha- oh, sorry to interrupt. No, um, you're fine. I was gonna say I just had this thought, like having done this show with you since like WrestleMania, right, or before WrestleMania. Um, yeah. Watching all these pay per views, it's. It's interesting to see and compare because uh, I used to watch wrestling back in the day. I forgot to. I forget to, to. I'm the context king. I forgot to bring that up. Yes, I <laughs> used to watch wrestling in the '90s and 2000s for a few years, like four years. Um, then I stopped, and then I came back. And Marcus has been watching it nonstop for like what the last like two, three years or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's basically it. That's us. Um, <clears throat> but I seem to remember a lot more. Like first blood matches, um, buried alive matches, um, Iron Man matches, um, a lot more during the pay per views than say WWE. Um, 
because it's just that they they just tend to just go with no no disqualification matches, ladder matches. Yeah, they don't they don't rely on stipulations as much anymore, and I have to think like that is just a byproduct of them doing uh, like going for the more of a child audience, like PG era or whatever, like. They don't want to get too violent, but they do have to do it every now and then to keep people that like that uh, satiated for a while. You're you're telling me WWE current day WWE doesn't want kids to see people buried alive? Come on, that's yeah, classic. Or like their face covered in blood. <laughs> if I was a kid and I saw that, I'd be uh, uh, raving at the mouth. I'd be excited. But even like cage matches, like. Even not not hell in the cell matches like cage matches. I I honestly can't remember the last time I saw a a new WWE cage match where have, have we covered one on the pay per view? Like well, it, Marcelo well, isn't a hell in the cell a cage. No, match. no, it's different. Marcelo Here we go. isn't War Games a cage match? No, 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 right. no, yeah, yeah. I am right. I'm always right. Yeah, yeah you're you're always right. <laughs> no, they they did like I think they did two last year. Okay, think, like, okay. Like they've done like three since I've started watching. Yeah, because for those which, who don't know, uh, the normal cage match is like there's no top on the cage, and you can win if, either two ways. You can win in the ring, you know, I think pinfall submission, or you can get out of the cage, climb out of the cage, and you you win. I, th- I think those are the rules, right? That those are fun to see, you know. Yeah, every once in a while, you know, change it up a bit. But I don't know, again, you say, and I think you're right. It's just. Uh, WWE playing it safe and just giving us regular matches for a more a family friendly audience. Yeah, and that's kind of a bummer. But like I said, every now and then they do throw you a bone and give you something. Which brings never, us to this. Never at, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, like TLC. Yeah. Um, so here we are. Uh, we're, we're guaranteed some violence in this pay per view. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so here yeah. we go. Let's get let's, let's get this rolling. Let's jump into the first match. Uh, well, uh, I see on this because uh, I always go to the Wikipedia page, and it always shows the first match being the um, uh, pre-show match or pre-shows pre-match. What the fuck am I saying? The matches that take place before the pay-per-view. It's on this yes. Wikipedia page, which I don't yes. think they should have it on there because we never talk about them. But sometimes it's interesting because. I think we've talked about this before. Sometimes they tend to be more interesting than they than what's actually on the pay per view, maybe, or just as interesting. Sure, yeah, that happens. Did you see the pre uh, show match for this one? I did, and I've said this in the past, but like pre show matches, I don't really care much, and I tend to tune them out like I'm on my phone or whatever that I don't put away until like the show proper begins. And so, yeah, but. This uh, pre-show match was Humberto Carrillo versus Andrade. Right. And I had seen that match already on TV the week prior, so I didn't really pay much attention to it. So I was like, okay, they're just doing this again. Who cares? And But like, it is there in the corner of my eye, and I'm hearing it. And it sounded like it was actually pretty good. And uh, so, you know, props to those two guys. Good for you. Humberto there you go. and Andrade. Good job. Props. Um, oh, I should uh, be actually playing this pay-per-view in the background since I have that capability. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Uh, so let's jump into the actual pay-per-view. What was the first match, Marcus? 
first match, we had a ladder match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The champions, the New Day versus the Revival. The Revival. All right. What did we think about this match, Marcus? I liked it. I think there's like four matches this pay-per-view that I thought were pretty good. That's one of them. All right. And I'm replaying it right now because uh, it's been a while since I've uh, watched this. Uh, it, it, it's telling me that this ma- uh, this pay-per-view was on December 15th. And we're currently, today is the 29th of December, and it feels like it's been two months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> it uh, always feels so long ago. Yeah, but I remember this being solid. Uh, I haven't seen too many tables, ladders, and chairs match in this present era. Uh, but I think they, they, they this first one which is a TLC match. It, it pulls it off. There's some inventive stuff going on with all the uh, instruments of pain, which I like to call them. The ladders. The ladders and the chairs and the tables. No, this was just the ladders match. Oh, this is the ladders match? Yeah, yeah. They do this, like, on TLC, they have, like, one or two TLC matches, and then they also have a ladders match and a tables match. And You're telling me... Okay, I see it now. Uh, I'm wrong. See, it has been a while. Yeah. It just says here, ladder match. You're right. Yeah. But wait, well, uh, so I'm going to get into the weeds here, Marcus. Now, it's a ladders match, okay? Yeah. For those who don't know, you put a ladder inside the match, you climb it, the belts are hanging overhead, you grab them, you win. Okay? Now, what's the difference between a ladder match and a TLC match? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Uh, that you're just just during a TLC match, you're guaranteed to see all of those three things. In a ladder what? match, you're only guaranteed to see ladders. Now, <laughs> now basically, it. a TLC match, they just have all that stuff laying around. The yeah. ladders are, are there, obviously, because you have to climb up the ladder to get the belts, like like a ladder match. Like, you know, that's that's a simil- that's the similar thing with the TLC and the ladder match. Mm. But what's to stop you in a ladder match from going and getting tables <laughs> and getting some nothing. chairs? Absolutely nothing. And but just throwing them in the, in the ring. <laughs> I don't know, but they just, I, don't know, I guess they typically don't do that. <laughs> okay. I'm not grilling you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, calling you out, Marcus. But I'm just saying, I just, this is just something I just realized. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> It is. Uh, but anyway, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> there is no reason why Kofi Kingston should not have went and grabbed the chair at some point. Exactly. Yeah. And all, aren't all uh, ladder matches also like table table matches uh, because there are tables, there are Nasser's tables right next to the ring that you can put people through. So at least call them like LT matches. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> Yeah, sure, man. Okay. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so this match was good. And I liked it. Again, man, this feels like it was three months ago. I don't... My recall is not great. How are they handling Kofi Kingston? Okay, yeah, that's interesting. So the first... So the man that lost his WWE Championship or what, what have you uh, at Summer... No, like a little after SummerSlam... Yeah. Right. It was yeah. It was on and, SmackDown after after yeah. before SummerSlam. It was on the big big uh, 
Fox premiere show. He got, he got beat in like six seconds or whatever. Yeah, it was after and SummerSlam. The, yeah. the man had such an emotional story getting to that championship, and he held the championship for so long and had a lot of different rivalries. And the whole time he was booked very well to seem like a like a worthy champion, like a really powerful champion. And then out of nowhere, he just gets screwed over in like a six-second match and loses. And and then since then, he has not really brought it up ever or seemed upset about it or anything. They've just kind of glazed over it. They didn't even really mention it on commentary that he was a WWE champion. Bizarre. Or if they did, it was just in passing. So, yeah, it was like they just like took him out of that scene with no fanfare whatsoever. And it kind of sucked. Until recently, when they actually started uh, talking about it on commentary, and they made Kofi do like a whole big promo, saying like, "Yeah, I was a WWE champion, and I and I lost it, and I was embarrassed, and I didn't want to, and I just wanted to keep doing what I was doing because just to." I don't, I don't, but uh, they they did incorporate it into this story a little bit. And they're doing it again now. Like they're 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 talking about it now, which is like good. <laughs> it was very weird that like it just seemed like he stopped caring, but and they gave a good explanation for why it seemed like that. So, <clears throat> um, do you think he'll get a rematch, maybe for the belt versus Brock Lesnar? Versus Brock Lesnar, I'm gonna doubt it. But I think there will be a point in the future where he does get another shot at it. <clears throat> I know Brock Le- Brock Lesnar wasn't on this pay per view, was he? No, he wasn't. <clears throat> no. <laughs> What's going on with him? What's his deal? I mean, I mean, I, I know his deal. He doesn't like to show up, right? He's, he's... He doesn't like to show up. We have not heard a word about him for a, what since since Survivor Series. Which is insane, since Survivor right? Series, yeah. He has not showed up since then. There's a champion who's just not... He's not in a storyline right now? No, and he's the top champion on that brand, so like what happened on Raw when... I guess he's on Raw now, isn't he? But like when he was the uh, the Universal Champion, uh, it was like, well, why are all these people fighting each other if they don't even have a top prize to go after? Yeah. It, the same shit is happening now with the WWE Championship. <clears throat> it's like, like, why would anybody care to, to do what they're doing if if, uh, if there's nothing to go after at the end? If it's, there's no championship in sight, it's a dumb move. It's a dumb it sucks. move. It sucks. It yeah, fucking sucks. I don't, I don't understand why you'd have a champion who's just not there, uh, who's not part of the story. Anyway, um, so that's Brock Lesnar talk. Um, and at the end of the sixth sense, uh, you find out Bruce Willis is dead. Um, okay, it's oh no, oh no, I never ruined something else for somebody. Uh, I was going to toss them in here and there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, anything you want to say about uh, any more? We I don't think we said much about the actual match, <laughs> uh, but hey, the, the the new day won, right? The new day won. Yeah, they retained their championship. Yes, so good for them. Good uh, for them. Good on you. Good on you. Good, you know, good on you. Are you listening, New Day? Good on you. So this next one is kind of interesting. Uh, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. Um, 
these two, I think, were like both trained in the same place, so they had a lot of like actual history outside of WWE together. And this is like the first time they're meeting in WWE, and neither of them have been really. <clears throat> Uh, pushed a significant deal until this rivalry has started and now they're both getting wins and they're both fighting each other. I think they're getting a rematch here in a few in a few weeks or next week maybe. No, I think tomorrow, yeah, they're doing a rematch on Raw. But uh, tomorrow is when we're li- recording this. Yes. But uh, I, don't, I thought this match was good. I would, I would, uh, I would like to see more between these two. I think... Uh, Buddy Murphy's a guy I've seen have a lot of great matches. Aleister Black is too, and none of them have happened since they just moved on to the main roster. And this was a very good match from both of them, and uh, it made me happy to see. There you go. Yeah, I from what I remember, let me scanning through. Oh, this is the match. And here, here's what I want to talk about. I think I wrote. I think I wrote down notes. I just don't know where the notes are anymore. Because um, I, I seem to remember writing down a note saying, "Bloody nose." Um, yeah, because this is the match where, and I forget who. Is yeah, who. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, I think Alistair did. Alistair. Um, <clears throat> one of the wrestlers uh, got a broken nose. I think from hitting his head on a, 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 a post or something. Right. Whatever. An actual broken nose. And what's funny is the commentators. Um, my understanding is, I mean, they're being they're being fed what to say basically right from the back right you know like yeah. storylines to, to push right so the storyline for the guy who got his broken nose was he, he has like a bad jaw right <laughs> and yeah, the commentators yeah. are like oh no he hurt his jaw his jaw is but you know uh-huh. can he continue with like that hurt jaw and uh, uh, Jerry the King Lawler one of the commentators he's the one who broke and said wait a second guys he has a broken nose <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> forget yeah. forget about the broken jaw. <laughs> like the commentator, the other commentators just kept focusing on the jaw, and not calling out this blood gushing from this wrestler's nose, <laughs> like just spewing out like on the on the on the uh, on the mats on the floor, just covering everybody with blood. <laughs> they kept co- they kept, kept talking about his jaw, but yeah, Jerry the King Law was like his his, his nose is broken. <laughs> they they have to do stupid shit like that, like to. Like, cause if somebody like falls on their head or gets hit in the head hard or whatever, they have to, they have to, uh, like, because they want to shy away from mentioning anything about CTE or concussions, they, they always say like, Oh, right on the shoulders or on the neck or, or something like that. They never say, Oh, I hurt his head a lot there. <laughs> they want to shy away from that stuff. And it, it's really uh, bad that they do that. Yes, it's very bad, and very I just bad. I just thought it was like ridiculous that, yeah, um, it took them so long because uh, yeah. like uh, Lawler kept calling out the nose, and it wasn't until the very end of the match when the other commentators were like, "Oh yes, he has a broken nose." <laughs> yeah, Jerry <laughs> they, Lawler is somebody that's been there for so long. He can kind of disregard what they're saying. Exactly. He doesn't really want to do this. <laughs> He's like, well. No, this is what's happening. I'm not yes. going to listen to you guys right now. Yeah, I think they eventually got. They eventually agreed. They're like, "Yes, he is bleeding from the nose. <laughs> this is actually happening." Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, it's it was a it, it kept me. Um, uh, 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 what's the word? 
I was I was interested in the match. Um, I, I think mainly because of the broken nose thing, but I think overall, yes, it was a solid match. Yeah, I agree. There you go. All right, so that was that match. Uh, good old Alistair Black defeated Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. And now let's talk about the next match. What's the next match, Marcus? Next match, uh, Viking Raiders, Raw Tag Team Champions, held in open challenge. Uh, anybody in the locker room, come fight us. And who answered but the OC? The OC. Orange County. I was waiting for you to say, don't call it that. Uh, oh, I was going um, to say, say that, but I was like, no. Uh, it's, 20, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's about to be a new year, new me. I'm not going to make the same jokes over and over. I'm not going to keep saying the ending of The Sopranos is the one where they're in the cafe and it, it cuts to black and you don't know what happened. You don't know whether yeah. Tony Soprano died or not. I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. The OC. Who's the OC again? <clears throat> uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. They're uh, like they're uh, basically AJ Styles lackeys right now. Yes, uh, that's, but that's they're right. uh, a strong team in their own right, uh, apparently. Because they're good enough to beat the Viking Raiders, I I'm guess. Sorry, I'm sorry I'm laughing. Um, I'm watching the match again, and they just cut to... The <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, this is something we got to talk about. Okay, what? I, I, oh, God damn it. We could do like a whole another hour on this alone. <laughs> right next to the match, um, it pans over to reveal the KFC table. Yeah, the four KFC fan table. <laughs> fan table, where four fans... Are at a KFC table uh, lined with KFC food, uh, KFC uh, 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 cover, and they're eating KFC food as they're watching a match. They're they're not like they're not like in the audience section. They're in they're uh, they're like yeah in it, not in the in yeah. the ring, but like right outside the ring. They're in that like pit around it. What? Yeah. What is happening, Marcus? <laughs> I. I don't know. Like every now and then, they will do this sponsored stuff, but this is the most extreme I've seen it. Really? Usually, usually the sponsored thing is like, uh, uh, "Little Caesar has upgraded these fan <laughs> seats, so now they're sitting ringside, or but still in the seats." Or like, the movie Glass did that one time. And, wait, uh, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah, I think you may have mentioned it before. Yeah, the, the movie Glass did it. They yeah. upgraded fan seats to sit uh, like ringside or whatever, and uh, they the the whole family that got upgraded had to wear uh, trench coats <laughs> or rain, rain slicks. Rain I don't coats. remember that. <laughs> rain <coats. laughs> What, what, wait, why, wait, why, oh, raincoats, yeah, like, for uh, glass, yeah, glass, yeah, for, yeah. like, Bruce Willis's character. Like Bruce Willis, yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ, but it's never, funny, it's but... ever, it's ever been this extreme where no, they're, they're actually they're... eating KFC, they're eating the products at the table. Yeah, and incorporated into the match, this table was. That's right, which I, I, I had a sneaking suspicion it might happen, but I'm like, mm-hmm. well, me, me being a, 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 a capitalist consumer, I can't imagine KFC agreeing to this. And agreeing to the fact that somebody will be like power bombed through the KFC table, um, but it happened. <laughs> yeah. And do you think that those were actually fans that got upgraded to these seats for one match, uh... or do you think these were paid people to be there? And because they were all eating the KFC, which if I were in that position, I don't think I would eat the KFC. <laughs> I don't know. I that's a good question. I uh, again, me being a capitalist. Uh, stooge 
I'm gonna say they were fans, but they were yeah. they were heavily trained. Yeah, and directed like, like exactly like they were given like a good day's worth of like notes and like you, you got to eat the product, you gotta you gotta be enthused, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, you got to do all this, uh, but I, I, I don't. I, how do they even win that? How do you enter that contest? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that's another thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're just actors, but that's wild. I yeah. um, does this does this mean we get to see like uh, a, a table at ringside in 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 April with like H and R Block with like a t- with a <laughs> with a guy doing his taxes at the table. Potentially, yeah, yeah, I guess this opens things up a little. Exactly, we do. We can have any brand sponsor at a table next to a match. Uh, and my last question to you, Marcelo, okay. is if uh, if KSC came up to you, if the Colonel himself, if came the up Colonel to came said, up to me, okay, and said, Marcelo, I want you to sit at the KFC table or ringside for this match you don't care about. <laughs> I would you say have to eat a whole bucket of chicken. A whole bucket of right chicken right now. Right now, wait a second. <laughs> what situation? What situation is this? Where the colonel is he coming into my house? <laughs> yeah, he came, he came to your house. He said, "I saw that you bought tickets." <laughs> and kicks down your door. Wait, what are you saying? <laughs> Wait, is this is this, is this in the right order? Did, did he say I saw you bought tickets? And I go, who, I go, who is that? <laughs> he slams. So you me. invited him in. <laughs> I go, why'd you do that? You're already inside. <laughs> and he says, "Well, I need you to eat this bucket of chicken, and in exchange, I will let you sit next sit sit right next to the ring to eat more chicken <laughs> on camera." Um, to be a brand ambassador for KFC for one match, now you do it. How many pieces of chicken are in a bucket of KFC? Do you know offhand? Standard bucket. I have no idea. A standard uh, bucket. Why, why even say standard bucket? <laughs> you could small just say bucket. I don't know either. Small bucket. Uh, there's just a difference. I don't know. There's no. I don't know. I, oh, okay. Uh, no, I have no idea. I'm gonna say if it's if it's I don't know if it's like ten pieces, I could do it. I, I could eat ten pieces in one sitting. So yes, my answer, my answer to the question is yes. Okay. Okay. Oof, we got that off the table. Table. Um, anything? <laughs> anything uh, remarkable beyond the fact that uh, one of the wrestlers got power bombed through a KFC? No, this sucks. promotion table. This sucks. <laughs> I, I I honestly don't remember much about it. I'm watching it right now, and like uh, I don't know. This is like just an advertisement for KFC. It was I didn't like it at all. That's okay, it. let's move on. Uh, King Corbin. Actually, uh, you know what? Okay, let's go back to sorry. it. Yes. I'm sorry. I just remembered KFC. They they have had branded stuff with KFC in the past. They had like Dolph Ziggler dress up as the Colonel. Oh and beat yeah. A chicken. Okay, and and what? And beat and a beat, chicken. Like, beat somebody dressed as a chicken. He beat his. He beat. The, he beat a chicken. Yeah, in the, in the ring in a match. They have done that before, and I think they've done that a few times. I remember Shawn Michaels dressed up as the the Colonel. <laughs> they've done that a few times. Now that I think about that it, that seems to ring a bell. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Anyway, I've, next I've, match. I'd rather be Popeyes. Let's let's move on. Do you, do yeah. you think do you think AEW would do Popeyes? Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah, maybe. They, they, <laughs> okay. they, they do slightly cooler brands, I guess. They have Cracker Barrel uh, sponsorships. 
And Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> Jane Silent Bob sponsorships, yeah. They do slightly maybe cooler. <laughs> <laughs> you want to backtrack that cooler? Just say. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. That's next match. One. Yes. What was the next match, Marcus? This one is a TLC match. Finally. Right? Is, is this the first of the night? Yes. First of two of the night. Okay. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Which, that's his name now, I guess. I'm so confused about that. Okay. Yep, he won the King of the Ring. He is King Corbin now. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you okay. must have referred to him as such. Whatever. This Corbin character, um, he's fighting this uh, Roman Reigns character. Uh, anything stand out to you about this match, Marcus? Um, I like the match. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you think? I'm also on, in I that camp. Read the I think right now. Uh, any breaking news? <laughs> I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read the newspaper right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, like, like, you're like, you're like, <laughs> you're like, why are you bothering me right now? <laughs> I'm reading the news, Marcelo. <laughs> uh, something I thought was funny, like uh, when King Corbin he picked up, like the the crowd was chanting for uh, tables, and King Corbin was in control at that point, and he like picked up a table with one hand and like motion to it to the audience and everybody was like freaking out about it like yeah we want a table and he just like <laughs> tossed it to the ground <laughs> I thought that was really funny uh-huh. uh, and they all got sad I thought that was funny um, did a lot, I don't know they did a lot of, they broke a lot of tables they broke the German announce table right they they uh, and King Gordon won this match and it's Basically, because they had to like throw the entire world at Romans and get them to be beaten, like they had. Dolph Ziggler came out. Uh, they had that... like a whole security team come out and try to beat him up. Was Dolph Ziggler a surprise? Am I remembering that correctly, or am I crazy? They, like, him and Corbin, have been aligned, but oh, okay. uh, but yeah, it wasn't like he was announced to be a ringside or anything. I don't. Think. Well, I guess yeah, they they jumped. Uh, Roman Reigns and yeah, yeah. King Corbin got the got the revival the too. They came in, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a, yeah, this was fine. I remember this being okay. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't bad. No. Um, has uh, remind me has has Corbin ever faced off against? Uh, he's never been champion, has he? Like like big champion? No, no, he hasn't, and he's just been like in that place where if they wanted to put him there, it wouldn't be a surprise. Like he does have matches for the championships, but he's never, I don't think he's ever won it. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a good, what's the term heel? Heel. Yeah, I think so. I think he's, I used to like really actually dislike him. And now I'm like, you know, he's doing some good stuff. I like him though. He's he's very uh, gives me Kurt Angle vibes, even though yes, hey, he he fought, yeah. yeah he fought against Kurt Angle, didn't he? Yeah, he retired Kurt Angle. That's right, quote unquote retired, and then Kurt Angle showed yeah. up a night later on Raw, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, okay, yeah, it's fine match. <clears throat> what is next, Marcus? Um, so this oh. next one, this is a really interesting one. Okay, I for I I I am remembering this one now. Yeah, this is one we got to talk about. Bray oh Wyatt. WWE champion versus the Miz, not for our universal champion, not for the universal championship. This is just a match. Wait, really? Yes. How did I miss and, that fact? 
Yeah, this is just like a grudge match or whatever. Now, this was super interesting. This is the first time we've seen this Bray Wyatt anywhere except for inside the Firefly Funhouse. Because he didn't come out dressed as the Fiend. He came out dressed in his, like, sweater and whatever, like he wears in the Firefly Funhouse when he's being Bray Wyatt. Um, and they didn't have the red lighting this time. It was it was all very very different. He came out to the Firefly Funhouse theme and was like smiling and happy the whole time, like playing up to the audience. Totally different energy than what you get when you get the Fiend. And I thought that was super cool. And it was like such a weird match. Uh, the Miz was just pounding on Bray the the whole match. Like Bray Wyatt didn't didn't put up a fight at all until he did but it was just such a cool weird energy that I've, I've never seen anything like this just like i'd never seen anything like the feed i'd never seen anything like this before and um what do you uh, how do you uh, think of it <clears throat> i did find it interesting i think we yeah. were saying in one of the last episodes that the whole gimmick of uh the fiend and the red lighting especially during each of the matches maybe it's growing a bit tired um, and this gave it a new perspective. Um, and I wasn't uh, entirely in tune with like the backstory of this, but of course they have the 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 the, the pre-roll, the video package yeah. playing before the match, and I got context and how Brett Wyatt has been terrorizing um, <laughs> the Miz's children <laughs> and yes, family. You always call him Brett. Well, it's Bray. You always call him Brett. You do that a lot. I apologize. To Mr. Bray Wyatt, I keep calling you Brett, because I don't know, I don't know why. It's Bray, Bray. Yeah. Anyway, Brett Wyatt, right? Yes. <laughs> no, Brett. Bray, Mr. Wyatt. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Th- uh, I mean, I-, I assume you saw those clips as it was playing on uh, uh, on TV, right? Well, the 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 whole backstory, which I yeah. find I find I always find funny. Because uh, during one uh, moment, uh, Bray Wyatt um, like is in the Mrs. House, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it goes to like his uh, the Mrs. like a uh, uh, baby's crib or something, right? Yeah, and, and the puppets end up inside of the baby's crib. Yeah, a fiend puppet ends up in, in that crib, uh, but it's shot like. <laughs> Like the Miz is running through the house, but the cameras are like, f- like expertly placed. For <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's it's, secure, a, it's like their security cam footage. It, it's perfectly chore- uh, choreographed, where it doesn't feel spontaneous at all. It feels like staged, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, I find that uh, annoying, but also funny. Anyway, that's a it's a side note. Uh, but yeah, so I I bought into like the backstory that. Bray Wyatt is like terrorizing the Miz, and the Miz is coming at him very angry. Um, but yes, I found this interesting. I, I like that they didn't immediately go with another fiend match. Um, but yeah, what happens? What happens at the end of this match, Marcus? So yeah, so um, at the end of it, <clears throat> uh, it looked like Bray Wyatt was finally given in. He was like, "All right, I've had enough of this. This isn't fun anymore for me." I'm gonna end this now. He he goes outside the mat, uh, outside the ring. Go looks under the ring, grabs that giant mallet that he used on Seth Rollins at the Hell in a Cell that the Fiend used on Seth Rollins, and 
uh, actually, you know what? That's not what happened. <laughs> he, <laughs> he saw on the screen, on the screen, the fiend appeared on the screen. And, oh. and the fiend like silently talked to Bray Wyatt or something and told him to do this. And so Bray Wyatt went and got the hammer. And he was like, oh, that's what you want? You want me to hit him with the hammer? All right, I'll do it. And before he could do it, um, a mysterious hooded figure appeared and uh, uh, beat him up. Who was it? Uh, <clears throat> it was, uh, let's just face the guy who he fought against um, last month. What? Yeah. Uh, wait, I'm trying to think his of his name. name his was... name is, hold on, I'm bad at this. Uh, okay, his name is Brett Daniel Wyatt. Bryan. Okay, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Wyatt. Uh, his name was Daniel Bryan. Thank you. And, uh, he had a yeah. Uh, he has a new look now. His head got shaved by the fiend. Or not shaved. It was like ripped out of his head, yeah. supposedly. I saw that um, in the in the pre roll package where yeah, like, the the fiend pulled down Daniel Bryan into. Uh, Beneath the beneath the mat of the yep. of the ring, yeah, and pulled out his hair apparently, and yeah, and uh, so we are, and it has been confirmed we are getting uh, uh, Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend rematch at Hell at uh, Royal Rumble twenty twenty. Uh, 2020 first pay-per-view of the decade of the decade. I'm sure they're going to say that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> several times during the pay-per-view. But, okay. So what I thought this match was really cool. I thought, uh, um, I think it was a real testament to how good of a performer, uh, Brett Wyatt is that he, uh, that he, uh, could, he has like two completely different characters that, are themselves completely different than the character that he had previously. It added a whole new facet to the character of the fiend and Bray Wyatt. Like, I guess they're two different people now and somehow they're going to have to find a way to make them appear at the same place at the same time. <laughs> sometime. And I don't know. It, it was like just a hundred percent, like completely different than what a fiend match is. And I was really impressed by that. And I thought, it's a weird energy. Like all the fiend is, it's a weird energy. It's not typical to what you see anywhere else in wrestling. And I don't know. I think that's just a great testament to how good of a performer uh, Bray Wyatt is. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. I did enjoy Daniel Bryan's appearance. Um, the fact that there's like a, a good storyline going on mm-hmm. between them two and how the audience is really behind Daniel Bryan at this point. Yeah, that's yeah, good to it's, see. It's really, it's really great what they're yeah. doing there. It's good. It's good energy. I'm glad they're getting a, a rematch for the Royal Rumble next month. Uh, who yes. do you think? Who, who do you think will show up? Will, will it be Bray Wyatt or Brett Wyatt or the Fiend? That's a good question. I have to assume it's the Fiend again, but I don't know. Maybe they want to do another new thing with it. I don't know. Yeah, we shall see. Yes. Uh, all right. Anything else on that match? No, I think I said all I want to say, but uh, it was very uh, cool. Yeah, I just realized, because I get, uh, you know, coming into it, and I still thought about it until you, well, I still was under assumption it was a championship match until you said it wasn't, but I find it funny, or just interesting, that this pay-per-view has no, like, major male that I know of championship matches, right? No, yeah, it really didn't. But did it have a female, did it have a, a woman's champion match, even? 
No. Uh, no, no. It was just tag team championships this whole night. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, so this is the pay-per-view. We can say this definitely. Uh, the the one with the least amount of stakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the lowest stakes pay-per-view of the year. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right, what's the next match, Marcus? Okay, this next one requires a bit of setup. Oh. It's a, tab- it's a tables match. Uh, you win by putting your opponent through a table. Uh, Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. Okay, so Marcelo, so you said you watched the like the pre-roll uh, packages yes. that they put together. What do you what do you make of what the storyline is so far? Uh, now uh, names are going to be hard for me because I'm bad at remembering anybody's yeah. name, but uh, I and I do remember things uh, where, where uh, I can't remember if it was at a. Um, at a previous pay-per-view or at like at a Monday Night Raw that we talked about or something. But I remember this plot line going on for a few weeks, maybe months now. And uh, somebody, uh, a married couple is having a strain in the relationship because one, because the, the wife is like cheating on him with like this other wrestler. That's as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, okay. that's, yeah, that's it. And um, they made a big point of like, Revealing who like she was cheating on like at a at a wrestling at, wasn't it oh wasn't it like a SmackDown or something like what like it wasn't it during Premiere Week that that happened I can't remember but I remember I, I had enough context to know what was happening and that whole TMZ themed you know pre roll video package that was interesting enough you know you, you get enough of the drama that's happening uh, uh, whatever I understand what's going on but tell me Marcus. Am I, am I missing something? Is, is that basically no, what it is? You basically got it right. But it's Rusev and Lana. They're married. They're married in real life, too. Um, uh, and recently, Lana has left Rusev to be with Bobby Lashley. And her main reasons seem to be that she didn't want to have a child with Rusev. <laughs> and Rusev wanted to have a child. And so they were having sex too much <laughs> and she didn't like that and now she's with Bobby Lashley who is a, a sweet big man who I'm assuming has sex the right amount right? probably yeah 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 um, <laughs> what do you think and, the right amount of sex is Marcus <laughs> uh, okay so this storyline <laughs> it's been very very controversial uh, why how, like, how, how could it be what? It's just people, I see nothing wrong with this. <laughs> no, not not like in that sense, but like people hate it. Like a lot of people hate it. I why? Don't, why I don't, is it? Why is it the few that like it? So you're telling but, me people are angry that this was the second to last match of the guess, last yeah. pay per view of the decade? <laughs> yeah, and people like they just hate this storyline. They think that Lana's not great. Uh, like talking, I don't agree. I think she's very good. <laughs> I, I uh, it's just been a very like like. Every time there's a new segment to this storyline, you go on Twitter and it's just a cesspool. Everybody's yelling at it and they hate it. I enjoy it. I've, I've gotten a lot of uh, entertainment out of it. I think it's funny. I, uh, uh, I like Lana's weird promos where she's talking and talking and talking and talking. And she never shuts up. I think, it, I think it's really funny. And, uh, I think it's a good, like, um, get you behind Rusev thing like oh this guy's getting screwed over here and doesn't seem to be through any fault of his own really and 
and you want to see him win. But unfortunately, you get to this match, he can't win. He fa- yeah. he, he fails. He loses. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that sad? That is super sad. What's going to happen? Good guy can't always win. No. What's going to happen with uh, with their marriage now? Well, the divorce proceedings have <laughs> since since this happened, they officially got divorced on Raw. Officially. I mean, yes. like story-wise or officially, officially, like in written, like beyond the, beyond the storyline, uh, are they really no, getting a divorce? No. I believe they're still married in real life. <laughs> is this like, is this like marriage story? Is this a marriage story uh, based storyline? <laughs> um, so yeah, they got divorced on Raw. They, uh, I, okay. Uh, I went to the Raw that happened after this TLC, it was in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, uh, yes. And on that Raw, they were taping two episodes. It was that live episode that was happening and their like Christmas Eve Eve episode the oh, next nice. week. And on that episode that we saw live, Lana made... So on the first episode, Lana made um, Bobby propose to her. Uh huh. And he accept, and she accepted. Of course, he did it. And on the next week's episode, which was an hour or two later, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they had already set a date for the wedding, <laughs> and that date is tomorrow's RAW. Ah. So they're getting married tomorrow on RAW. <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> to see where that goes. Will, will Rusev show up and crash it? Will Will they just get married and it goes and everything goes right? I don't know. Live on Raw or like maybe yes. is it is it a live show or pre-taped? I don't know. It's the holidays. That, that's a live. It's a live show. Live. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see, I, 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 if I were in this, if I were watching this like week to week, I'd like the storyline. It seems like it it has the right amount of soap opera drama. Yeah, soap they, opera campy. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. You come uh, ex- expect that from wrestling it doesn't all have to all have to be like the fiend you know yeah. uh bray wyatt terrorizing a family you know there could be some silliness yeah and it's just the kind of stuff that like when you made me watch SummerSlam 2000 yeah and, like the, the main event storyline <laughs> for that was the rock versus kurt angle versus triple h and the entire storyline was that kurt angle kissed stephanie mcmahon yeah and and Triple H was mad about it, and also The Rock was there. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock, had, I think, I think The Rock was shooting like Scorpion King, and yeah, he had like no, he, he had like no time to do anything uh, involving the storylines that you know the weeks leading up to SummerSlam. So he, he was like, "I'm not gonna do anything." So they're like, "Okay, <laughs> we'll just make up a storyline with like Triple H and Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon." And yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, it reminded me of that too. It, it's. It's silly. It's soap opera. It's, yeah. it's entertaining. It's fun. Yeah, they don't. Fun. They don't all have to be super serious. Come on, yeah. great. Right. I know what's going on right now, Marcus. You're like you're, you're. It's like you're falling in the cave or something. What's happening? Oh no! Oh no! Whatever. You're back. Okay, you're back. Okay. Anyway, we can agree it's silly. Yes, but fun. Okay. So, uh, okay. Who, wait, who won? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, Lashley won. Yes, Bobby Lashley won. That, that, that ending of the match had, like, a cool thing where, like, it looked like Bobby attempted to put Rusev through a table. That table didn't break, so he, like, immediately, 
was able to like improv and throw him into another table that they had set up like behind his back. I thought that was a fun little. Yeah, that was a good move. Okay, so we have one final match tonight, Marcelo. The main event. The main event. This is the. This is for the women's tag team championship. It's the Kabuki Warriors champions versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. TLC match. Tables, ladders, and chairs. What'd you think of it, Marcelo? I liked this match with an asterisk. Asterisk. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now, when I when this first uh, 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 was shown live, I saw a lot of it live. I was at home Sunday night. I managed to watch a lot of it. Um, but I was also tired by the end, and I fell asleep about halfway through the final match, this match. I go, okay, fine. I'll watch it, you know, a few days later. Tried watching it again. It was late at night. Fell asleep. <laughs> it mm. wasn't until we started recording, right before I started recording, that I started playing it again and <laughs> just to watch the, the the end of the match. Okay? So, my memory of this is very choppy. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't say it was like even... Oh, God, I guess we'll talk about overall how we felt about this pay-per-view, but uh, didn't leave a lasting impression. It was solid enough, okay? How'd you feel about it? So that seems to be the general impression. Like, people are, like, either there where they're like, yeah, that was all right, or they're, like, disliked it. I liked it a lot. I I really, really liked this match. I thought there was just enough... um, like violent, like really crazy spots in there. A lot of tables breaking, lots of stuff happening. That I, I, I really liked, uh, I think this is like one of the best matches that I've seen Becky, Charlotte or either of the Kabuki warriors in. I just, I really, really liked it. Wow. Uh, I had stuff I'd never seen before. Like the, when one of them, I think it was Oscar was climbing the rope or climbing the ladder to go get the championship. And then Becky from the outside, she like grabbed a rope that was tied to the ladder and like pulled it down from that way. Uh, the part where they were all going through the tables, like one by one. I, 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 I was thoroughly entertained by this match. I liked it a lot. Well, I'm going to have to rewatch this from beginning to end because yeah. Um, I just, I just remember there being like a lot of like, um, is there like a better term for mistakes? Is it just mistakes? <laughs> sure, yeah, botches. Botches, a few botches, and I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. It could have, they could have had like a better landing, or yeah, yeah, you know, try to break break a table and then to break it. But yeah. uh, there was a there was a really unfortunate botch in this match where like, uh, uh, Io Shirai or Io, Jesus, fucking idiot, <laughs> Kyrie Sane. I'm sorry, Kyrie Sane. She. Uh, she got maybe concussed or something during the match, and it looked she was like really wobbly and couldn't really stand. Oof. So that was unfortunate. And, uh, but I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm in the minority here, though. I, but I gotcha, liked it. Gotcha. It's like how I said that Hell in the Cell with uh, The Fiend um, versus, who was it? Seth Rollins was like a really good match, and everybody else exactly. hated it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but uh, oh, and then okay, something we failed to mention. Oh, uh, who, who won? By the way, uh, it, it was not Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Yeah, 
Becky it, Two Belts is is on hold once again. Yes, the Kabuki Warriors retain. There you go. Um, what was the deal with that whole back uh, the behind the scenes thing where like they're all fighting? Who was it? Like King Corbin, and it, it kept going through like the entire pay per view. Right. Yeah. And then they uh, this group of people were fighting, and then at the end of this pay per view, at the end of this match, they all like. Uh, came from the back and started fighting on screen. What was yeah. the deal with that? So I, I mean, Roman lost, so they had to do something to make Roman look good again. <laughs> like they, they can't just beat Roman. So Roman like chased Corbin out with all of his lackeys and stuff, and like uh, speared him like off of one of the one of the like railings. He like ripped off the railing and then speared King Corbin into like a crowd of people. It was a weird little end to the pay per view, uh-huh. but I don't know. It was kind of fun. <laughs> All right, and that is the end of TLC 2019. Uh, we got to rate this thing. We got to rate this pay per view. Yes, the last, this is a hard. Yeah, it's the last pay per view of the year. And this is a hard decade. one for me. This is a hard one for me. You know, I'm glad we talked it out, um, as we tend to do on podcasts. Is talking out. Because uh, I have like a better sense of where I put this. I'm um, gonna look back because I wrote down these rankings. Do you remember them offhand? Oh, I got nope. <laughs> Here we go. Just a reminder. From uh, low score to top score, it goes stank, a little groovy, pretty sweet, pretty dang dope, and totally rad. That's the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first, Marcus? Where would you rank? this pay-per-view i okay so going through this with you talking about it i realized i liked more of the matches than i thought i did like i think the only really low point is viking raiders versus eoc but that was just like whatever it wasn't like bad or anything um and there were like i thought bray Wyatt versus the miz was extremely interesting takabuki warriors i thought that match was great but the other ones i think were just like good i think they were just good, good enough. And so for those reasons, nothing totally blew me away or anything. I'm going to give this a pretty sweet, a three out of five. Gotcha. Um, solid, solid. Um, as for me, I'm going to go a little lower than that and say a little groovy. All right. Two out of five. Uh, why? Because I think I talked about this on a previous episode. I like me some steaks, okay? Like to cook raw. Get it? <laughs> um, no, it's just, it, it, there's nothing of consequence really that happened during this. Um, I, the, like, I think my favorite moments are during that uh, Bray Wyatt match um, when Daniel Bryan came out. That was that was a good you know surprise, and I'm looking forward to that storyline. But even the Becky Lynch storyline was like, oh, okay, whatever. She's fighting against the Kabuki Warriors with short flair. I guess this is interesting enough. Then nothing else really just stood out for me. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it's not the worst, but it's definitely uh, not, you know, not... I wish it were... Again, put in a championship match. Put in something of consequence. Make, I know, me, I... make, make me excited. I, I can't disagree with you because, like, I, I didn't even think about it in the way that you put it earlier. Like, there were zero, like, male championship matches that weren't tags. Like, didn't even have an Intercontinental or United States championship. Like, that's weird. It's surprising. 
or the top women's championship either. It's just, it's just all tag matches. Yeah, and also, which, yeah, sorry, and also with the Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair team up, I knew they weren't going to win. It just seemed like a a moot point that match. You know, I'm sure. sure I mean, it it stood out as like a you know, you know, pretty good table and chairs match, but I don't know. It just seemed like a a, a gimmick from the get go. And that's definitely what it is, and that's part of the problem people have with them doing the gimmick matches every year. It's like, do any of these feuds really deserve a tables, ladders, and chairs match? <laughs> or, like, do any of these feuds really deserve a Hell in a Cell match? Like, it hasn't been built up for that long. It's just, like, another thing that has to happen, so we got to slot something in for it. Rather than, like, a culmination of, like, a really great feud, it's, it's like, something that just happens every year at this time. Yeah. And that kind of lessens its impact. And... And yeah, I I agree with you in that point. But still, I ended up liking most of the matches on there enough. I can't put it any higher, but I I I say at that three. I'm rewatching the Becky Lynch match now. The the the, the tag team match. She's she got tied down to a ladder with rope, and I might have to change my rating. I'm going to give this a totally rad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was TLC, Marcus. We have. In this final segment, oh boy, it's all been leading up to this. Really, all year is Marcus's top ten matches of 2019. Are we going to get into this now, or do you want to take a break first? Uh, do you want to take a break? Because I can, I can keep going. Do you need you to keep take going? a break? No, 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 no. Let's go. No, let's go. Uh, we're, we're so close to the end. We might as well, might as well do this. Um, let's do it. So, oh, uh, do, I mean, did we talk about this on mic? I don't think we did. Uh, well, what we did earlier this episode about drinking Jesus's blood. <laughs> do you wanna, okay, yes. Yeah, do you want to talk about that? Yes, let's get into it. So, uh, so, uh, the AEW champion right now, uh, Chris Jericho, he's La Champion. La Champion. I can't do it like he does it. But, uh, after he won his championship or something, he did like a backstage uh, video for the internet where he was running through the backstage and like everybody was mad at him and they hated him. And but he was still going to celebrate. And the way that he was going to celebrate was by eating uh, salami and by drinking a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> and so that catchphrase. Uh, popped off and it became a new Chris Jericho catchphrase and it became so popular apparently that they put out a little bit of the bubbly sparkling wine which is that the same thing as champagne um wait what sparkling wine yeah it's a sparkling wine not a champagne is uh, it the same thing you got me there I think it no, I don't know. Let's, let's just say it is for this for this sure. sake, okay. for, so for Jericho's is, sake. So we're so I have a bottle of this. Whoa, a little bit of the bubbly. I bought it as soon as it went on pre-sale because I yeah. am a psychopath. Where did you buy it? I bought it through. Okay, so this is put out by Knocking Point Wines. It is the winery owned by uh, Stephen Amell, the guy who's. Uh, he plays Arrow, Green Arrow. What? Oh, okay. Wait a second. He, Did we talk about this? No. I okay. I had this conversation with somebody recently, where yeah. I, I I didn't know this guy had no Green Arrow. 
I'm thinking of yeah. Supernatural. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, apparently yeah. the Supernatural guy has his own brewery. Anyway, uh, what? <laughs> You're right. He does. Okay, well, what's, the what's with guy, these guys? <laughs> the Arrow guy, Stephen Amell, he owns his own winery. Oh, okay. And okay. He's and he's also he's a professional wrestler as well. He's a part-time professional wrestler. Wait, what? As well as being uh, okay, Stephen Amell, the you're, you're, you're tossing way too much into this. <laughs> I'm, there's going to be too, so many tangents. Okay, keep going. I'm going to try to stop. So, Break okay, <laughs> so his winery put out, officially branded, a little bit of the bubbly, uh-huh. uh, sparkling wine slash champagne. And I'm going to drink that now. Uh, Marcelo, I'm going to taste test this now. It's the first time I've tried it. Is, uh, have you opened it yet? I have opened it. I'm sorry, we couldn't get that oh, pop damn on. Like, it. I thought, I thought it would be harder to open than it was. No, you, you know me. I'm a, I'm, a, uh, I, I'm one for for gimmicks. You know what? Like, Hold on a second. Um, I put a little wine stopper in it. I'm going to pull that out. <laughs> okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> awesome. We got that noise. Woo. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> and my wine stopper is branded for the movie A Simple Favor. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I got it free in a movie theater. Here we go. I'm going to drink it. Three, two, one. Got it. Cheers. That's right. Get it right <laughs> right into the mic. <laughs> yeah, that's wine. That's wine. But Here we what- go. Ah, oh my God. I'm not a drinker. I don't drink much. <laughs> so, ah. That's wait, wait. wine, though. I-, I know it when I taste it. You know what? We made a mistake here. We should have started. You should have started drinking at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been more fun. Um, how, how is it? Your, your, your professional, unprofessional opinion, Marcus. Uh, how would you rate this w- sparkling wine? So, honestly, this was actually really good. I want to keep drinking that. <laughs> like, I'm surprised at how good that was. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh. I, I like that a lot. Uh, uh, we give it uh, two. We give it the mark and the mark seal of approval. We give it a totally rad rating. Wow, five out of five. Five out of five. Yeah, uh, I I know. Um, I think I, I I mentioned this maybe over text, but I was like, oh, I you know you you, you know I kind of want <laughs> the still. Are you still drinking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh. Yes, uh, keep keep. Chugging it as 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 we finish this up. Get through the whole bottle in the next few minutes. <laughs> um, Stone Cold has a has a beer that I was like yes. looking into, and apparently it's not going to be available again because it's out of stock until I think February. So <laughs> it's so bubbly. <laughs> you know, what? maybe maybe we do need to take a break. <laughs> Just compose ourselves before you go through your top tip list. <laughs> oh my god! <coughs> What's happening here? What are uh, we doing? We're, we're we're living life. At least you are, Marcus. Ah, uh, yeah, you can say that. Okay, so I just realized it's almost four now. This is I. Uh, this is me still recording, but. Yeah, that's why I tried to say break earlier. No, yeah, I think we'll, we'll take a break. You were smart. But okay. I'm glad I got that on mic, though. You trying to drink that. <laughs> and failing miserably and spilling it everywhere and coughing a lot. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> it is, it is, <laughs> it's, for the, it's for the listening audience, for, for those tens of thousands of people. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Okay. 
Um, I'll, uh, let's, let's, can you, so can you, you can record tomorrow? Yes, I can. Okay. What time is good for you? Uh, have we gone to break already? No, no, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm the editing we, we just cut genius. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I'm going to come back and say we're going to go on break, then we'll be done. I just wanted to ask okay. you right now. So, um, I work until two. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I should do my, uh, like any time after like three, probably. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Maybe four or five will we'll be fine for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's say that. Um, okay, let me come back. Um, <laughs> wait, do me a favor. Trick another, another little bit of that. <laughs> okay. Are you pouring yourself more? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's wow. fantastic. So five out of five, you'd recommend this? Yes, uh, that's that's fantastic uh, champagne sparkling wine. So so ask, go and ask your local uh, uh, alcohol supplier. Uh, tell him this: Marking the Marks sent me. I'm here to pick up a bottle of the Green Arrows, Jer- uh, Chris Jericho's sparkling uh, wine drink. Say that, and you'll get fifty percent off each bottle. Uh, yes. Um, so I'm glad you did that. We are going to take a break actually, Marcus. Okay. Okay. We're going to come back and you're going to count down your top 10 matches of 2019. Uh, and who knows, maybe I'll make a list. I probably won't. We'll see, (laughs) but we'll talk about the best matches of 2019 after this break. If you're feeling lonely today, come along and throw your cares away. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. And we're back. We're back. Hey. hey Hello. Marcus. How'd you enjoy that break, Marcus? Had a great time on our break. Yes, yes. Uh, nice uh, 30 second break there uh, yep. for us. And that was it. We didn't uh, stop recording and then wait a whole day for us to come back and record the second half. No, you're still drinking yep. your sparkling yep. uh, wine, wine and here. still choking on it. <clears throat> uh, five out of five. Uh, but hey, we're here to bring you the last segment of this special end of the year show where Marcus is going to be counting down his top ten matches, wrestling matches of the year. You're not going to include boxing matches or any other kind of matches like <laughs> yeah I don't I don't keep up on boxing I don't keep up on MMA or UFC or any right, of that UFC or I like, watch wrestling or your top ten box of matches you know no. top five football that's right game I can't matches. do that yeah baseball matches basketball matches no 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 nope wrestling matches now not just WWE matches right yes yeah my list is covers a lot of different areas yes uh some areas maybe we've talked about some we haven't some yes uh, there are definitely matches on here that you have not seen marcelo i'll try my best to communicate them to you i'll go i'll go uh, move by move throughout the entire match and, describe <laughs> them to you. and we have all the time to for you to do an in-depth <laughs> breakdown of each and every match okay well, well uh let me ask you this uh is this your first time making a top 10 do you, is this a regular thing for you uh, I did it last year. I just kind of tweeted out. This is the first time I'm actually putting some thought into it, really. Ah, uh, yes. You're, uh, you're not like, like with words and talking. You're not like Paul Waterhauser who just tweets out his top three matches of the year 
Uh, Top three, Paul. Come on. Come on. Get it to a 10. What, what are you? Uh, There's... I thought you'd be, you'd be a better wrestling fan than that, Paul Waterhauser. Come on. <laughs> so in this one episode, we've gone from like shitting on his work to glorifying all of his work. <laughs> and now we're uh, calling out the man himself. <laughs> like he doesn't know what he's doing. This is classic... Uh, uh, wrestling uh, uh, storyline behavior, right? Yeah. We're provoking him. We're calling him out. You want to fight him live on this podcast, okay? Yep. You're a coward, Paul Waterhauser. We are the heels in this We're scenario. the heels, yes. He's the good guy. Yes. He's the face, right? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So come on the show and show us what you're made of, Hauser. All right. Now for your top ten. <laughs> Any, okay. any any other thing you want to get into before you you jump into it? Any other stipulation? Are these all matches you saw like on TV? Were there any that you saw it live? Or do you want to see um, surprises? These are all. I think yeah, every single one of them is a from a pay per view. Okay, actually. Okay. Oh wait, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not sure how to count that one, but yeah, most of them, at least nine out of the ten of them, are from pay per views and. But I will give an honorary, on, honorable mention here. I, I, I tried to slot in <clears throat> Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley from NXT TV ah, yes. a few days ago. I did not get to put that on here, but it was a very good match and a great moment after. Uh, I'll just have that one honorable mention, and then we can get into the actual list. Now we can get into the top ten now. How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? Uh, have you prepared any of your own? Like, no. Do you, do you think you can give your own number one, maybe? I did say, if you remember, uh, Marcus and listeners, at the beginning of this episode, I've revealed my casual number one of the year. Uh, doing a year's worth of podcasting about wrestling, uh, there's one match I would point out, and again, I'll say it's the Hell in the Cell with Becky Lynch uh, versus Sasha Banks. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a personal favorite of mine. Um, sure. Now I don't know. Like, if I were to give a lot more thought to it, maybe there are like some those NXT matches uh, were like pretty damn good. Um, I have to give more thought. Like, th- there wasn't for me mm, like a big like male uh, match. Like, even like a you know major title match that I really liked this year. Uh, not a WWE pay per view anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm sure the ones you, some of the ones you'll mention, the ones that I've seen, maybe I'll say yes, I like that one too. But sure, as a casual fan, you know, I I, I probably could make a, a top five, and uh, but I I probably wouldn't feel confident in it. Um, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. So that that's my excuse. And so, so as an obsessive, here are my uh, top ten. Yes, uh, you're number ten. Okay, uh, this one. I went back and forth a lot about like I don't love the match all that much, but I do like a lot of everything around the match and what the match means. My number ten here is Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch, the main event of this year's WrestleMania. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. So again, I don't think this was the best match in the world. It had like a really lame ending for that pay-per-view and for like the first time the women ever main evented WrestleMania or whatever, but it still was a cool moment, uh, seeing Becky win and hold up both the belts at the end of the match. Um, I thought the storyline going in got muddled, but I still liked it 
a good bit. They had a lot of fun stuff going into it. So this is more about the stuff surrounding it than it is the actual match. But still, I uh, I liked it a lot. I, I think. Yeah, I, it, I, yeah, we we did cover that on our. I think might have been the first official podcast episode we did of it of this show. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, early on. And, uh, yeah, uh, I do have a problem with the end of that match, for sure. That's, like, my biggest gripe about it. But it was, yeah. a, it was a solid match overall, though. And Yeah, and that's that's why it's, it's number 10. I, I have problems with it, but I still recognize it as being a, a cool thing. Yeah. All right. Yep. Now, number nine. Number nine. <clears throat> Here's one that you have not seen. This was the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 13. Uh, Kenny Omega defending his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Yes, I have no idea what this is. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, Kenny Omega, you know him. Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He uh, was champion for a few months up until this. uh, And Hiroshi beat him at the... Hiroshi Tanahashi won his eighth uh, title here. This is the first time I'd ever watched a Wrestle Kingdom live. I've, I've seen a couple more from the past. This is the first one I, I stayed up to watch live. And knowing how uh, uh, Japan Japan is on the other side of the world, and it was so it was like six a.m. or something when this match started. But it was so worth staying up for it. And I plan to do it again for this year's Wrestle Kingdom because, like, they they just have fantastic matches. This is like forty minutes of just awesome uh, stuff. Ooh, nice. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting emotional just hearing your list. Um, yes. What? Uh, so yeah, so they're a Japanese uh, uh, wrestling outfit. Yeah, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling promotion's name. Uh, and when is the next? Uh, one, the was it the Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. So in the past, it's been one day, and it's like at the beginning of January. Uh, this <clears throat> it's been like one like six hour event. Uh-huh. This time this year, it's like January third and fourth, I think. Okay. And it's a two night event. Uh, and the gimmick for this is like really awesome. They're doing the heavyweight championship match. And they're doing the what is it the United or Intercontinental Championship match maybe, and then the next night the heavyweight champion and the Intercontinental champion fight each other and to win both belts. Oh wow! So yeah, it sounds really awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, if the match is as good as Kenny Omega versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, it will be. A fun, fun, fun two nights. That sounds amazing. Uh, and how do you how do you watch this? Uh, that's kind of complicated. <laughs> Let's not get into um, it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you like illegal feeds? It, it sure. is it is difficult to watch uh, New Japan <laughs> stuff uh, through legal means without having a lot of money. Ah, all right, gotcha. <clears throat> all right. Let's move yeah. on to number eight. Number eight. Uh, this one's a weird one. This is uh, Taya Valkyrie versus Rosemary versus Sue Young versus Havoc. This is a Monsters Ball match for the Impact Knockouts Championships at Slammiversary 27. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. okay, that's a lot. Uh-huh. To say. 
Yes, uh, you could. Yeah, those are just all made up words, aren't they, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> no. So this is—I've never watched any bit of Impact before, ever, like at all. And I just happened to t- tune on Impact one night, uh-huh. and it happened to be a night that they were airing their yearly Slammiversary pay-per-view, but they were airing it for free on TV. Is their Slammiversary their WrestleMania? I would assume so. It says this is the twenty seventh one, so I guess Wait, that probably they, is. They call it a slam anniversary. What was the first one called? Slam anniversary one. <laughs> slam anniversary one. The beginning. The first. The first. Yeah, was, that was just slam. So, <laughs> <laughs> the second one was slam anniversary. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you stumbled upon this. Yeah, and it was like a really fun pay per view. It was like real. I didn't pay for it, but it was it was really awesome to uh, like. They had a lot of good matches. I think uh, Rich Swan versus uh, Johnny Nitro. That was really fun. But uh, this was the one that really stuck with me. It was like it, Monsters Ball. It was basically just like a fatal four way, no disqualification. So there, <clears throat> that's basically what it means. And. Uh, so there was just lots of uh, hardcore stuff to it, like ladders and tacks and tables. Oh, wow. Just a lot of chaos, really fun stuff. Nice. Uh, you'll notice I'm just talking around a lot of these because I didn't have time to rewatch them. <laughs> so they're not super fresh in my memory, but yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Is there any way to seek these out for anybody out there? Are they? Where um, are they? Yeah, Impact might be easier to get your hands on because they they tend to upload a lot to YouTube and like re-airing stuff on Twitch. So I don't think it'd be hard to see that match. I bet you could look it up pretty easily. Yeah, seems like it's very. I mean, this is a we've talked about this before, but it seems it's uh, very hard to get into the wrestling business and be like a big enough name where you have your stuff readily accessible. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Enough about business. This kid's number seven. Yes. Okay, number seven. This one you have seen, Marcelo. What? No yes. way. Yes. This you're... is the men. Oh, what? No, I was going to say, you're a liar. I don't believe you. <laughs> okay, well, well, I'll read it here and you'll see. Okay. This is the men's Money in the Bank ladder match from Money in the Bank 2019. Remind me who that was. <laughs> Who was in this who, match? Who, who that was. Okay, there were eight people whose names I did not write down in this match. Oh, yeah. And then let's remember, like, that's Andrade, right. Finn Balor. Okay, that's why and I remember. Yes. Yeah. And I, the end... So, okay. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep going. let's get into that end. The, the ending is the one flaw I had with this match. So it was supposed to be eight people, but somebody dropped out. I don't remember exactly why. And so it was only a seven-man match, right? Yeah. And until like the last minute of the match, um, these guys had beaten the shit out of each other. And then here comes Brock Lesnar, uh, totally fresh, just runs out and steals the money in the bank contract, basically. (laughs) And that is the only thing I remember about that match. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I remember a lot of the fun stuff that happened in the match, like specifically, um, prior to this Money in the Bank, I, I watched a lot of the old Money in the Banks, and this had a moment that I think might be my favorite spot of any that happened in any of the Money in the Bank matches. It was this uh, 
sunset flip powerbomb thing off the top of the ladder onto another ladder that they had set off set up uh, for it it was andrade did the move to finn balor i believe uh-huh. and it was just like that was one of the craziest things i've ever seen and then this and that wasn't even like that wasn't even like the only crazy thing that happened like it's just like you know how these matches go ladder matches they're just chaos stuff's happening here and here and here and here yeah, and stuff's breaking everywhere, and that's the, I don't know. You can't you can't beat that. Like when it goes right, it's it's great. And yeah, the, the ending's a little bit of a bummer, but it, it got sorted out in the end. I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> um. You mean like in life? <laughs> it got sorted out later. Like, uh, let's see, Brock Lesnar cashed in and then won the championship, and then lost it later. You know. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I forget. I forget that uh, that that happened. I, yeah. It, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, he uh, I forget why. Why did he face off against um, uh, Kofi Kingston? What was the reason there? I, uh, I, I don't know if that's going to be. A, is that going to be your top ten? By the way, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. The the five second match between Kofi Kingston and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That'd be really funny. No, um, why did that happen? It was only because uh, of the premiere of SmackDown. Yeah, it was Fox, the premiere right? that yeah, yeah. got a big match. Whatever. I don't. I don't really think they gave any justification for why it was happening. No. Yeah. Only because it's like, hey, Brock Lesnar is going to be on this episode. Yeah, Watch it. Yeah. yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Okay, so that was your number seven? That was number seven. Number seven. And now... Do you have a number six? Uh, what, yes, that's that's what follows uh, seven. Uh, six. And my number six... Yeah. Kota Ibushi versus Jay White. This was the finals of the G1 Climax. New Japan Pro Wrestling's annual tournament to, dis- to uh, decide who gets to challenge in the main event of next year's Wrestle Kingdom. Um, yes, this is the same outfit you talked about on number 10, right? Yeah, yeah, New Japan yeah. Pro Wrestling. Uh, I believe this was, this match wasn't, but like the start of this tournament happened in Texas, I believe. Oh. Yeah, first time that that's ever happened outside of the outside of Japan. So you tell me but, I, could, I could have seen... Some some of these matches in in that's here right. Texas and I missed out. Damn, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't have seen this one. And this was I didn't get to watch a lot of the G one this year, <clears throat> and uh, that made me sad because it. And I kept just hearing people talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. But I did make sure to tune into the the final finals of it, and I just was in love with this match. Kota Ibushi and Jay White. Jay White, he was champion. He was champion earlier in the year, and he kind of is basically like after Kenny Omega left New Japan. Jay White got put into the Kenny Omega slot, and Kota Ibushi, who's like a guy that I've loved for a long time, he's uh, just like a pure, like great baby face. You really want to root for, and I just love him so much, and. To see him finally get like a real chance like this by beating Jay White here, he's going to face Okada at the Wrestle Kingdom uh, main event, and uh, uh, that great moment at the end after Kota won, he was giving his speech, and you just seeing something great happen for a guy that you like a lot. 
And on top of that, it was just a good match, like really good babyface versus heel stuff. You know. You know what I what I should have had you do, Marcus, is tell me, give me timestamps for each of these uh, in terms of like when they happened. Because when, when when did this one happen? What when in the year? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Do you have a date specific? Uh, no. I don't. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it probably would have been like November or October around there. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but the the guy who won is going to face off against. What? Yeah. So yeah. K- Kota Ibushi, he he won here, and he's going to face off in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Um, against uh current IWGP heavyweight champion Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, and like we said earlier, that's like in January. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Uh, that was your number six. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a number five? <laughs> yeah, number five. Oh do boy, you? yes, I do, Priscilla. <laughs> I, I, I'm asking because, like, I don't know if you had if you skipped one of these. Maybe just decide not to have a five. No, I did the full ten numbers. That's the okay. That's the, okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's hear your number five then. So here we go. Number five. This is uh, another very weird one, I would say. Uh, and this one, uh, I don't even know how I'd begin to describe it, Marcelo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just start with uh, what? Who was who in it? Who was in it? Uh, this is Orange Cassidy versus Joey Janela on IW. Okay, it was for the <laughs> IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship. Um, for the promotion ICW, which is Insane Championship Wrestling. I know zero Wait. about anything I just said. Wait. <laughs> Is this the insane clown posse wrestling? No, no, no. no. This is like this is like a true independent company. How independent? Um, this, where where are they? They from? upload their matches to YouTube. This okay. was this match was inside of what looked like a high school gym. <laughs> um, it was Orange Cassidy and Joey Janela. Joey Janela, he's known for doing like crazy, uh, like death defying spots like crazier than you've ever seen like a, i watched him jump off of a fucking building into the back of a truck uh, anyway he's insane that's not what this type of match was though orange cassidy on the other hand is known for have you seen him at all because he is on aew i don't think i have I don't... Oh, if he's he... a guy in like a he's he wears a like a blue white blue like denim jacket mm, and jeans maybe I don't know. Aviator uh, sunglasses. Uh, I don't think so. I'm going to say... Okay. If I did, I don't remember. Well, okay. He has a very particular gimmick um, that I happen to be very entertained by, but he's kind of like a controversial character. His thing is that he doesn't try very hard. He doesn't like... like it's like he doesn't like doing anything that he does, and so he doesn't try it try very hard so he gives these like very very purposefully weak punches and kicks because he can't be bothered to put any more effort into it (laughs) and it's a very funny comedic character that i like a lot he's currently on AEW tv and this this particular match was fun because i was familiar with orange cassidy and his gimmick and i've seen a lot of his matches and I just happened to click on this on YouTube one day. And so I saw Orange Cassidy come out. He carries his championship in a, in a backpack. 
because he does because he because it's like easier to carry it that way. Um, and so Orange Cassidy did his entrance. He came out, and then Joey Janela came out to the same music, and he came out, and he was dressed exactly like Orange Cassidy. So he had the denim jean jacket and the jeans and the aviators on, and uh. And that was a fun surprise for me. And then they get to the match and he's like mimicking Orange Cassidy style. He's doing the weak kicks and the little punches and just he's like has his hands in his pockets and he's just kind of walking around, not really doing much. And it was it was just like that for thirty minutes and thirty minutes. Uh twenty something minutes probably. Okay, and they okay. get they get into and you know, eventually because it has to, it does escalate to more of a match match. But I don't know. It's just lots of really funny stuff. Um, like Orange loses his aviators at one point, and I think the ref has to go get them or something <laughs> to, get, to put him back on his face. It, it's just like really, really silly. And the the lighter side of professional wrestling. Oh, the that, lighter side. Um, um, now, yeah. I think I did see somebody tweet about this, and they're comparing. It. Have you seen The Irishman? Marcus? Have I seen the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have. Obviously, everybody has. Um, now, you know that scene where Robert De Niro uh, uh, beats up that store shop owner? Yes. Yes. I saw somebody, I think, on Twitter compare that scene to... Was it... What's the guy's name? Orange... Ban- Orange, Orange Cassidy. Orange Bandito. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> um, comparing that to Orange Cassidy, which I guess makes sense now. <laughs> Okay, he beats up a shop owner. Because, um, I don't know if you remember how that scene went, Marcus, but uh, Scorsese de-aged uh, Robert De Niro and yeah. uh, you know, the other two leads in the movie. And De Niro is currently like 70-something years old. And he's supposed to be playing like a 30- or 40-year-old. Right, okay, yes, 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 and he, I he, get he, it. <laughs> Yes, he's moving around like a yeah. 75-year-old beating up a yeah. store shop owner, but he's obviously 75 and yeah. not like a, the 30-year-old he's supposed to be playing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. See? That's funny. Funny. <laughs> funny comedy. Um, Comedy, see, and yeah, I, I, uh, you know, just your description. It's like something I have to see in practice because I think I might get yeah. kick out of it, but just the way you describe it, and the fact you said it was almost thirty minutes or twenty minutes, I'm, I'm like, how I long? How like long that, can but, that gimmick possibly last before it gets irritating? But hey, it's your number five, so I'm sure it plays well. Just the sound of it, I'm like. How, how how could it play well? Yeah. See, I, I don't know if this is like a great first match for knowing Orange Cassidy because it kind of for seeing Orange Cassidy because it kind of relies on uh, prior knowledge, knowledge of yeah. him and yeah. Joey Janela both. And <clears throat> so, but I I do think that I could probably send you an Orange Cassidy match. That's a good one. Yes. Um, maybe we'll talk about that on the next episode. Maybe on the next episode. But for now, we're going to talk about my number four. Number four. I was going to ask uh, you if you had a number four. And I, yes. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad Not, you do, Marcus. Sorry to spoil it, but I do have a number four. Okay. Oof. And this number four is a match that you have seen. What? Again. No. You're yep, a liar. Yes. No. <laughs> God damn Every it. time. Every time. Uh, John Moxley versus... Kenny Omega lights out match at AEW full gear. 
Yes, I saw yes. this. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, Queen. This yeah, was. Yeah. Yes, Queen. And I, yeah. I said it all throughout the match. Every time they would they would uh, uh, hit each other, I'd go, yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. <laughs> all right, Marcel. So we have not talked about this match much. I think I think we meant to talk about it in another episode. We never really got to it. What What did you uh, think of this? Did we not talk about it? We may have just briefly mentioned it. Yeah, I think that's all we did. Now, we remind really me. Talk about it, is this the match where it just ends with one of the wrestlers tearing up the ring, exposing uh, uh, the uh, wood below? Is this the match? That, is this, is yeah, this you're the absolutely match? correct. Yes. That is this match. And then they do a finishing move on the bare mat uh, right on the wood, and that's the end yep. of the match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was, and then they also they also had that part where those glass and and some other stuff happened and there's blood and yeah I liked it it was mm-hmm. a it was a I I I, I kind of knew this is going to be on your on your list uh, yeah because uh, from what I remember us talking about it 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 definitely made an impression on you it so, definitely did yeah yeah. It- yeah. Like that part that you just mentioned, where they ripped up the plywood, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, like there are just so many crazy, like insane things that happen in this match. Like the lot of barbed wire stuff, barbed wire table, barbed wire bat, barbed wire uh, broom, uh, and they're getting cut open and they're bleeding. And there's the stuff with the broken glass where he like shoves the broken glass in Kenny's mouth, I think. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, there was the the big barbed wire pit that they wheeled out. Oh yeah, that happened. And, yeah. that, and then they both fell into it, and I was like, "How the hell are they supposed to get out of there alive?" Yeah. It, it was just one of the, like one of these like just crazy, crazy, crazy things that I was just like stunned by as it was happening. Like, uh, I I could not believe how far these two were going, and it was like such a cool. A cool thing to see that AEW is willing to go this far, as uh, there aren't too many places that are nowadays. I wouldn't say that aren't that are that aren't uh, indie um, wrestling. Yeah, where you know that people are making like a hundred dollars to do it, so it's kind of sad to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, this was just a crazy, uh, like just a fucking bloodbath in like the best way. I was gonna I ask. Like I was going to ask, um, but you don't have to answer this if um, there's more, but like, is this, I was going to say, is this the best AEW match you've seen all year? But if there's another one, save it. But is it? <laughs> I will save it, Marcelo. Okay. Oh, that's a good tease. All right. Yeah. But yes, I, this is, I mean, I remembered all that that happened. I, I, that, well, I, I, uh, for some reason that, that the, uh, the mat thing tearing up the mat and exposing that wood. I yeah. remember it because I've, I I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, that's so, cool. That's yeah. cool. I'm happy to, to see stuff like that where it's actually something original, something I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Even and, though, a big, and a big company is just willing to do that. Exactly. Even though, yes, I've seen a fair share of wrestling myself. I haven't seen everything, obviously. But, yeah. Uh, something... Could you call AEW mainstream? It's mainstream enough. I would uh, say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on, on TNT. TNT. Yeah, it's yeah. on cable TV. So, yeah. Um, seeing a, a a brand like that, a mainstream brand, do something that extreme, yeah. Uh, I was happy to see it. As number four. Yeah, you yeah. love to see it. I love. No, we're not there yet. We're not. We're not. We gotta do. We gotta do memes. <laughs> 
Yes, Queen. What's number yeah. three? Well, first off, I'm telling you, there is a number three, and it is okay. Walter versus Tyler Bate. Paul Walter Hauser? <laughs> <laughs> no. This is Walter versus Tyler Bate, NXT UK Championship at NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Walter, oh, yes. this big, beastly uh, Austrian man, very different from Paul Walter Hauser, who looks very sweet. Wait a second. Is this, uh, is this a, the beefy boy thing? The, the big, strong... Beefy boy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Big, strong boy, Tyler. Big, strong boy. <laughs> Not beefy <Yes>. boy. <laughs> something, something odd uh, about uh, commentators and uh, even was the audience even chanting "Big Strong Boy"? <laughs> oh, absolutely, that's his thing. Yes, one of the rest. Because he is a big strong boy. His nickname, Big Strong Boy, which is odd. Um, I love it. Um, I would not have guessed this was going to be in your top. Uh, did list. you really not? Really not? Because I honestly, here my impression of that match. Maybe it's because I was just put off by the whole Big Strong Boy thing. <laughs> And also the the entire pay per view. This is the joke, and I can't remember what episode this was. We covered NXT Takeover Cardiff. It seemed for me anyway, and I, I said this. I don't, th- I don't think you, uh, you might remember me saying this. The whole gimmick of that entire pay per view seemed like very big men beating up tiny smaller men. <laughs> <laughs> sure, and and this was the one that stood above them all. <laughs> The biggest man and the littlest man together. Yes. Put on the best show. You're telling me this is the biggest boy match of the night of NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Yes. There's a lot of big, big boy energy. Okay. Big boy energy. I guess. Okay. So, yeah. That's what this was. It was like the big guy versus the little guy. And it it went on for 42 minutes. And, like, the best thing about this match was... 30 minutes in and you thought like okay this has to end any second now and still Tyler Bate is finding a way to use his big strong boyishness to power out of Walter's big power slams and punches and kicks and stuff and not only like not only like keep surviving but keep thriving that late in the match where you like you're you're sure that he's he's got to be dead by now but somehow he finds the strength to lift Walter, this like 300 pound giant <laughs> above his head and like power slam and stuff like 30 minutes on. And it was just a really great, simple, st- like that simple story of the big guy versus the little guy. And you want the little guy to win, but you, you know, he can't, but you're still gonna, you're still gonna root for him. And I don't know. I just like, it was for, I think it was 42 minutes and it was like, just, it never got tiring. It just kept getting better and better and better and better and building and building and had a lot of, uh, fun, uh, uh, stuff in it. <sighs> I, yeah, I remember it being long and I remember liking it by the end, but, uh, but yeah. Um, so what, that's your number three. That's number three. Okay. Solid, solid. All right. That's the one I didn't see coming. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, this is a small tangent. Um, I'm sure eventually I'll get to re- I'll rewatch some matches right um, that we've covered this past year. Eventually, I know I'll 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 be one to see them. But right, like, but but most times I'm like I don't have time to rewatch anything. Yeah. But yeah, I know like uh, you, you're more interesting than I am. You you do take the time to rewatch matches, right? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, 
that's kind of interesting. Wrestling caved to me at a time in my life where I felt like I didn't have any time for anything. Uh-huh. And somehow, like, when I got super into wrestling, like, all that stuff stopped mattering to me as much, and I just wanted to watch wrestling all the time. And so I found the time, and I made the time for it, and now it's, like, my favorite thing in the world. And I, uh, I don't know, maybe you'll get to that point, too. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, man. What are we doing? Yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, that was your number three. That was number three, so... Okay. Uh, number two. Yes, number two. This was Daniel Bryan Who? versus <laughs> versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania this year. The second match from WrestleMania on this top ten list. Wow. Okay. All right. Now this I totally expected for you to put on this list. Yeah. I, I know you from bone to taint, Marcus. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that expression came from. I think I made it up. Uh, I apologize to our listeners. But uh, I'll just say yes. I kind of I knew this had the energy to, to captivate you, put it on your list. But but tell, yes. tell the listeners why. why. Why this match? So, okay. I thought, again, this is another thing like the number 10 where the match itself isn't my favorite match in the world. But it, it was this one was a very good match. I think it's just uh, it was like right in the middle of like eight hours of WrestleMania or whatever the hell, and you can't really pay attention. But still, it was the thing that's so special about this match is everything surrounding it. They told an incredible story going in that Kofi Kingston kept getting screwed over at every turn for the past eleven years, and this was the time that he was finally going to get what's been coming to him, what he's deserved, what he's worked so hard towards. And Daniel Bryan was like that last little twerp that was just stuck in it. That was just the last little step in his way to, to uh, get to what he, what he's been building towards. And I thought the way that they built this story for months leading up to it, how it was like an accident that he was even in this situation. I thought that, uh, like I thought they just did a phenomenal job with all of that. And and after it, uh when Kofi became champion because he, he did win here. Uh oh, he was oh, the yeah. first Yep. <laughs> he was, you forgot. <laughs> you forgot oh, that. You know, I I uh I hope his legacy is not gonna end up um just his the biggest moment in his career is not going to end up being him being beat by Brock Lesnar on SmackDown after a five-second match. I, I would hope that this is the thing that people remember more than that bullshit. Hopefully, but, yes, yes. But even leading up to that Brock Lesnar loss that sucked so bad and I'm still mad about it, That was, there was still like six months prior to that or something that Kofi remained champion, and it seemed like, like he kept having a lot of good feuds against like Samoa Joe and Dolph Ziggler and uh, just a lot of good feuds feuds in there that like like uh, proved that this wasn't a one-off thing like uh, maybe they were like really serious about him being champion like they didn't just want to give him that moment they wanted to give him a good legacy on top of that yeah and i thought that was uh cool even though it had to end the way it did and there hasn't been really any uh, <laughs> any uh anything in sight to suggest that maybe he'd be back in that position at some point hopefully he will yeah but 
again, still, this was just a, a fantastic moment. Kofi wins. He's the first um, African-born champion to uh, ever hold the WWE championship. Oh, interesting. Uh, the second uh, black superstar ever to hold it. Wow, um, really? Yeah. Uh, the only other one is The Rock, who was, like, his mom was black, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, it, it was a... Uh, uh, it's just an incredible moment. He he beats Daniel Bryan. He throws away that uh, that uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, like hemp WWE Championship. Brings out the leather one. Uh, his kids are coming in the ring, and he's crying. And Xavier Woods and Big E are there celebrating with him. The whole stadium's just going nuts. It's just an incredible moment. One of those things that uh, you hope you'll never forget. Yes. And uh, yeah, I did love that moment. Um... Yeah, and I am also upset. Let's make it clear. That whole Brock Lesnar thing. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't he tag team champion now? Yeah, he, he yeah, so he's rebounded a little bit to I don't know if you want to call it a rebound, I guess. He's back to the position he was before. Yeah. Where he was just a tag team champion. Yeah, we talked about this in that first <laughs> segment, but uh, but yeah, hopefully he'll come back in the main storyline. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, let's uh, we, we we wish him all the best. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wish him all the best in his uh, future endeavors. Yes. That's what they say every time a wrestler uh, they fire. Yeah. <laughs> every time they fire a wrestler. Okay. Now, is this is this your number one? Do you have a number one, Marcus? Yes, I have a number one. I didn't just stop there. I, I, I was like 10 through 2. Like, I felt good about it, but I was like, you know what? There needs to be one more here. So, this match is your number one match of 2019. And. And, I mean, should we build this up more, or do you want to just reveal it? I mean, this is the match. How many matches do you think you've seen this year, Marcus? Uh, hundreds? I mean, there's like ten every week on Raw and SmackDown. I mean, hundreds. So, let's uh, say five, maybe a thousand? I mean, have you seen a thousand matches? It's possible. I don't know. <laughs> I don't keep track of every match I watch. You but... should. In 2020, make a note. Of every match you see, oh, count them up, and this time next year, reveal that number. I have just the right amount of like crazy obsessive to do that. Yeah, <laughs> so make a spreadsheet. Maybe you'll regret it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So out of the thousands of matches you've seen, this is your number one. Here we go. This is another AEW match. Oh yes, you revealed it. Yes, you the, yes another one uh, surpassed the previous one. Yes, yes. This is. Cody versus Dustin Rhodes at uh, AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Okay, this one I saw. I did. And yes, you did? Yeah, I did. Remember I told you I, I, I saw yes. it? Yeah, yes, I did. yes, we talked about it. You yeah, saw yeah. the match? Yeah, so you, t- you, you tell me, Marcus. You tell me, all right? You're on the spot here. Tell me why this was your number one match of the year. I sure will. So this is a thing that there's... A lot of personal history here. Cody and Dustin, they're obviously real-life brothers. Um, And this is a match that they have been wanting to have for years and years and years together. Um, They campaigned for it when they were both in WWE, and they never really got it there. Or they got like a kind of a side match, but not in the way that they really wanted it to happen. And here, now that they've built their own... like Cody has built his own company, basically... He comes out the gate on, I think this was AEW's first official pay-per-view. I might be wrong about that. 
but he comes right out the gate with this just masterpiece match. He puts it together, brother versus brother. And it's just, it, it was just incredible. Like every second of it, the, there's so much emotion in it. Um, you, you, you feel all the personal history, all the, like why they'd be fighting each other. It, and it just, as the match kept going, it just kept getting more and more dramatic. Like you could see that it, it was hurting them to hurt each other. And Dustin, he got, um, a pretty bad cut on his head at some point, And he was just bleeding more blood than you've ever seen. Just bleeding everywhere, soaking the mat, soaking the outside, soaking Cody himself. Um, uh, and that added like even more drama to an already dramatic match, all that blood everywhere. Um, and at the, at the very end of it, Cody, he's like, I forget exactly how it is, but Cody doesn't want to do the final move or whatever. And Dustin's like telling him to do it. And then he does it and he wins. And then he has this great speech at the end of the match to, uh, to like let his brother know there's no hard feelings here. They got out whatever they had to get out. And he has this, this fantastic speech where he's in tears saying like, I need I need somebody to partner with me to take on this tag team at the next pay per view, and I don't want I don't need, but I realize I don't need a partner. I need a brother. It's a beautiful line to end a beautiful match, and what a career defining match for these two men. I would say. What a match of the year, some would say. Marcus would say that. I would say that, and so would Paul Walter Hauser. It's also his number one. <laughs> there you go. You son of a bitch, Paul Walter Hauser, stealing Marcus's spotlight. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I saw that match, and I, it was a definitely, I had that story I knew just enough about. I had that story in the ring, had that emotional finish, had all that blood. Yeah, it was a stellar match. Um, and I'm happy to number one. Well, you're happy, Marcelo. I'm happy because you're happy, friend. <laughs> and I'm happy because we've reached the end of another episode of Marking the Marks. Oh my gosh. Uh, how would you rate this episode? Now, now we're going to end up rating our, our own episodes with our skills. How would I rate this episode? I would say that um, the first half of this episode was really strong. We were having doing a lot of bits and bouncing <laughs> off each other. I'd say this last hour got a little dry and serious, so maybe not the best thing in the world, but I would still give this episode uh, four out of five, which is pretty dang dope, I think. Is that it? Uh, I'm trying to look up the scale because I, I already like closed my book. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty dang dope. Oh, here I it is. Yeah. That's what it yeah, is. Yes, pretty dang dope is four out of five. You know what, Marcus? I'm going to give this totally rad because I give all our episodes totally rad. I just think we do five out of five work every time. And I'm a little bit more critical Country. myself. And I'm a, <laughs> God, yeah. All right, this is a three out of five episode now. Oh, no. <laughs> let's, let's close up shop. Um, yeah, please. Do, do we do we want to open up the mailbag or do we want to skip mailbag this this episode? <laughs> um, I'll just do a really quick mailbag. Uh, Tariq, you keep getting those steps in. 10,917 steps. Good on you, buddy. Oh, love you, man. Um, 
Oh, you know what? No, that's not true. We've got a couple things to read here. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. We're opening yeah, up the Mark and the Marks mailbag. Yeah, I got I got this message uh, to our Twitter. Here we this go. This is from uh, fr- a listener of the show, Frida. Uh, she is my mother. <laughs> uh, I don't think I saw this. Yeah. Uh, love the podcast, Marcus Irving. Stop it with the potty mouth. <laughs> You're a star. So proud of you. So. Uh, thank you, uh, Frida. Thank, thank you, you Frida. Thank you, Frida, for listening. And <laughs> I, I apologize for Marcus's potty mouth. Yes, um, I, I'm very sorry for that. I don't apologize for my potty mouth. Um, I, I talked about Marcus's taint earlier. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, any more uh, messages from your mom, Marcus? No, I think that's the last uh, that's, one okay. for this week. And uh, want to close up the mailbag? Yeah, we're closing yep. it up. Slowing up for theme song. All right. Plugs. Oh, God. People listening, find uh, not getting into that. <laughs> okay. Um, our next episode, our next episode, shut up. No, our, you can also follow the show's Twitter at marking the marks spelled exactly like you see it in your podcast feed right now. M A R C S marks. Um, and you can email us at, if you want to be like Tariq and have your steps read on, your 10,917 steps read every week on marking the marks. You can email us at TFS wrestling at gmail.com TFS wrestling at gmail.com. Send us your steps, people. Yes. Do it. Your daily steps. Um, every day, send us your steps. Use us to fight farm <laughs> cryptocurrency. We don't care to do whatever you want. Do whatever you want with, with our email account, please. My plug is simple. Talk from society. Talkfromsociety.com. Patreon.com slash talkfromsociety. If you're listening to this on the Patreon, thank you. Thank you for being a patron. If you're listening to this on the free feed months later, you could listen to this a lot sooner. Listen to Michael Bay, the Bayham podcast. Listen to Lord of the Rings, Going Helm Steep, commentaries, so much more. Um, that's it. Uh, don't follow my, my account. Uh, it's shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you know, by, by the time this comes out, if you're listening to this in December, which I'm hoping it'll be out by, cause fuck, hold on, tomorrow's New Year's Eve. So, uh, either, either, either New Year's, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day around then, this will be up. Uh, read Talk From Society's best of the decade list. Uh, Marcus, I know you wrote some, uh, blurbs for some movies. I wrote some blurbs. Even if you listen to this like in March or whatever, when this comes out the free feed, go back and read that a huge list because we spent a lot of time. Yeah, it's a, fun, it's a fun list. It's a good list, I'd say. Fifty of the best films chosen by our followers on Twitter. Um, I know, is it, no, it's been contentious on the Slack for Talk from Society. Many don't agree with this <laughs> list. I like it. Too I many, like it. Too many dudes on this list, maybe. But I do agree with Marcus. It's a solid list. I'm happy with um, a lot of the movies on there. 
And look, this is the wrestling show. We love dudes here. All right. So <laughs> no, more dudes out no, there in the no, universe. No chicks allowed is, is, nope. what, is our motto. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's close up shop. And now we close out our, this episode. Like we do every episode. We say our signature catchphrase. Marcus, you ready? Here we go. Here we go. Hey. Hey. Go. Go to watch. Go, go, to, watch. go to watch. The. The wrestling. Wrestling. Bye. <laughs> Damn. Worst one we've ever done. <laughs>